Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. We've been gone for I think three weeks trying to figure shit out, um, but but we here. It's XAB. Distinguish, tit stinguish, ass stinguish. This is your guy D Flow. Aha, uh-huh, I got it right this time, motherfuckers. Yeah, I really, I really don't hurt. like it, but okay. I don't like it. Dang, son, that's crazy. Uh, hopefully, third right. time's a charge or turn charm with this whole situation. Anybody got an on man moment? Um, no, uh, not really. Um, I actually have a few. Oh damn. I'm I'm here for the shits. Oh, by the way, videos is on point. See my guy back on it. I was just watching uh a few of them uh today. Like, damn, these shits really is funny. God damn. If niggas ever say niggas ain't funny, niggas is really lying or they about to catch the fucking clap. They lying. Yeah. You talking about the the dad has some bow ties videos? Yeah, yeah, both. Oh of them. no, you talking about the you talking about the uh the funny videos. Yeah, yeah, the funny videos, yeah. Them shits is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That nigga with the waves? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That shit took me out. That's about to be me. Blame City. (laughs) That shit was crazy. Blame. Nah, everybody is enjoying those videos. So, I am. uh, It's it's hilarious to me. Um, Nice. Definitely. For sure. Um, I. Well, my all man moment. Uh, the other day I went out shopping, I went, um, food shopping and, uh, I'm in the, in, in the store, store is kind of, kind of crowded, but it's not like OD. Um, and so I get to the front of the, the line, I got all my PPE on, all my personal protective equipment, I'm chilling and I pay for my shit, Matt easy, ain't nothing. So as I'm leaving, I see this elderly woman who probably was in her her late 60s, 70s, somewhere around there. And she's using her card, but the they're like, yeah, your card's not working. Damn. So she's like, I use this card all the time. Why is it not working? I don't know. And then she she's looking through her wallet. Clearly, she don't have no other form of payment. So me being me, I'm like, yo. Uh, how much is it? And then they're like, oh, it's like X amount of dollars. So it was nothing crazy. So I was like, all right, well, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. So the lady is like, my what? My X coming to the uh, savior. 
<laughs> She's like, what? Really? She's like, well, what's your name? I have to find a way to repay you. And I said, it's not that deep. Don't worry about it. Boy, this lady elects to give me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. You are not practicing <laughs> social distancing, bitch. She wanted to fuck I'm you. She wanted to fuck you. I'm a niche. Yeah, I, I don't care what the fuck yeah. she wanted yeah, to yeah, do. She wanted to fuck you. She yeah. wanted to put them. She wanted to put. Them she wanted to put that lips, old boy. mouth on you. Take them teeth out, nigga. Get to work. You should have left. Boy, I was highly upset. I Damn. was like, yo, social distance. Working, my guy. Damn. I you need can, you to socially distance in my ass. D flow, you could tell X is not fucking right now because the way he's saying social distance. <laughs> yeah, he, he said it with a lot of resentment. <laughs> he in his said it with voice a lot of resentment in his it, voice, bro. Like my dick know, did so not get wet. He ain't, he ain't, <laughs> ain't no cakes being clapped over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> say that now, I'm, nigga. I'm just, I'm just tight <laughs> though. Like, it's fine, bro. Until it's May first, and he realizes it's been a month, boy. Man, I'm chilling. All right. <laughs> My I, man said Kamala is in full effect. <laughs> I am a okay on this side. No problems over here. All right, I uh, rather that than be be over here. Uh, can't breathe and shit. So I hear you on that, uh, man. But yeah, that was that was my my initial. Oh man, <sighs> um, that was a good laugh. God damn, I felt that shit all the way in my sixties. <laughs> and then. My other old man is my one of my play. So I bought a new PlayStation controller because the old one was acting funny. PlayStation. And I, I'm officially, I'm pretty sure that this shit is broken. Damn. Every time I try to play Call of Duty, at least. Oh, no. Nah. That shit ain't, that you, ain't it. You probably I, getting trash. I, I, I literally nah. had to order a new Xbox remote same way, bro. I, I, I feel yeah, the pain on that forward. shit. Y'all yep. playing it's it's too too hard. that game makes you use the controller. Y'all playing it too it's, hard. You it gotta you calm down. Up. Yeah, I'm, honestly, bro, it just gets you upset sometimes. You, you just gotta go ham with your remote. Sometimes you're <laughs> tight, and the more tight you get, the more aggressively you handle your remote. <laughs> I just think it's the way the the movement joystick it forces you to use the the left the uh, um left joystick more. Yeah, it just so. for yeah for whatever reason it breaks easily, and then you can't like you start doing stuttering. And that's been happening for a little bit, but I just been playing through it because originally I was just like, "Man, that shit ain't broken. I don't, I don't know what's cooking." But now it's like becoming evident, and I'm like, yeah, right, "My, my joint moves ridiculous. on its own, bro. My 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 nigga just be moving on its own. Bro. I know my shit is <laughs> wow. cooked. Your PlayStation mad horny, remote, bro. So thank God. This shit mad huh? horny. Damn, I say your shit is mad horny, bro. It's moving on its own. It's not even letting you finger yeah. it no more. That's crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So before we got on today, I was um I was watching some of them IG battles. Um I don't know if it's better watching them shits live. I'm sure it is, but when I was watching it on YouTube, it was entertaining, but it also was kind of like, alright, my nigga, get to the point. God damn. Especially that Sean Garrett fucking the dream battle. <clears throat> Dumb niggas was dragging that shit out for forever. Damn. But um, speaking of, Ja Rule, um, apparently someone told Ja Rule that they would love to see a Ja Rule 50 battle. Nice. 50 dubs the shit, these though. These niggas loves to start shit, bro. 
50, you said 50 dubbed it? 50 dubbed it because he really don't fuck with Ja Rule. Yo, 50 so, really don't like that nigga, son. God damn. Yeah, son. 50 is like, nigga, you alive. That Just think that as good graces, nigga. Like, yeah, uh, like, they really don't fuck with each other. Nah, they got all. beef. My nigga, Ja Rule's boss gave 59 shots. Why That's am I fucking fact. with you, bro? There's yeah, I no don't, reason there's to no, fuck with you. There's no we getting over that. <laughs> nah, that, that's still the go to the grave, bro. That's to the grave movement. That's what people fail to realize. Like 50 and Ja actually had beef. Like that was an actual thing. Like that was yeah, real, like real that life. That wasn't just for entertaining. Like niggas, if they saw each other, it was on site. Like niggas really got into scuffles and shit like that. Yeah, and then they try to stab 50 at one point or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, like there was a lot going on there. But would you have been here for it for the Ja Rule 50 battle? Of course. If that was. Yeah, that would have been entertaining. Uh, that would have been fire, bro. First of all, I got one of Ja Rule's first album. What was it called, Flo? Uh, Vice Ven Vetti. Uh, it was like it was like some Italian shit. That was his first remember, album. I don't remember Ja's first album, but. His first album was fire, though, in general. First album out the gate was crazy. Holla, holla. Like, he, the hits was yeah. retarded on that first project. I was like, whoa. Him and Ashanti. They had mad hits, bro. They had yeah, Ja Rule got ja, hits out the ass. I, I ain't going to hold you. Ja has a nice set of hits, but it's a good yeah, his, 10 his, to 15 his catalog songs. is good. Yeah, his catalog That's is good. like solid, solid. Yeah. Who do you think would have won between the two of them? I think Ja Rule would have won, and I love 50 to death. You think Ja Rule think, got more more standalone hits? I mean, we're not even standalone, but more hits in general. I feel like they, the they way were Ja Rule did a twenty a twenty song um, layout. The way that Ja Rule uh, has created content in terms of his music and a lot of his shits wasn't even girl shits. It was like could have been hood shit, and um, I just feel like it hits different in the club. Honestly, I me personally, I feel like it. it It'll hit different. Like when you throw on a Ja record with Ashanti, when you throw on Mesmerize, when you throw on Ain't That Funny with him and J Lo, when you throw on Is mm-hmm. That Real, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would hit different in a club. Maybe IG might be different, but in a club, Ja Rule will hit. I think, um, uh, I don't know. I think I think 50 might have might have won that one, but I don't think it would have been an easy win because 50 got a lot of a lot of Things that slap too. Many men, many men go off in the club. So oh, I can only imagine. Street, Fifty has the street bangers for sure. Oh yeah, for he sure. Got, he, definitely got he the got street. Got with Olivia Candy Shop. He got commercial shit too. So he has a lot of commercial I shit. Feel, he got the record with Robin Thicke. Follow my lead. He got the shit with Justin Timberlake. Ao Technology. He got some shit that really does rock. So I think I, I don't I don't know. I mean I. I I see it both ways. I don't. I I think it would be like a. I give the edge to fifty, but I see it both ways. Okay, for sure. Oh, you see it both like, ways. I like bisexuals. That's what's I up. I think Ja. I think Ja would have ended up winning simply because he has more of the girl songs. So it depended who. It depends on who was primarily listening to that shit. Correct. But um, in me personally, I think Ja has more standalone songs than fifty. I think mm. 50 has more collaborative hits, but um, I think Ja has more standalone songs in general. Ja has New York, New York. Yo, Ja has mad songs, bro. 
Ja Rule does have mad records. Ja is not to be slept on. The end of yeah. his career may not be as lucrative as other rappers, but Ja, when he was pumping, was unstoppable. First of all, the shit with Ja Rule and Bobby Brown goes off. What? That record goes crazy. Yeah, Bobby Brown that, was barely that, that even singing with, on that shit. That <laughs> album with Bobby Brown, with him, he had him and Bobby Brown, he had the single with him and R. Kelly. He had the New York, New York single. Niggas wouldn't yeah, even play that shit with R. Kelly, but I hear you. <laughs> Niggas would, I ain't gonna the day, so I saw him and R. Kelly's actually kind of fire. You know what's crazy, though? Uh, somebody On somebody's live. Oh, no, I think it was T-Pain. I was hearing this from one of my poet friends. Shout out to Njambi. She was like, yo, niggas started, T-Pain played the record with him and R. Kelly and everybody said T-Pain lost the battle. I was like, wow, whoa. He got canceled on his own feed, bro, because he played the shit with him and Kelly, which was, um, if we if we remember, T-Pain, that was the hottest summer of ever uh, when T-Pain dropped uh, the remix with him and R. Kelly, I'm a flirt, which is R. Kelly's record that T-Pain yeah. remixed. Yo, honestly, bro, it's sad what happened to R. Kelly, bro. He did some wild shit, bro. But he did some wacky shit. <laughs> his catalog is his catalog, catalog is crazy. Is spectacular, catalog is bro. can't deny the catalog. You put that nigga in no, jail, put him, un, catalog, put him under the jail. Catalog is but you spectacular, yeah. but yeah, you, you know, yeah. it, it's a shame that you know. Um, I'm all for canceling him as an individual. It's just I don't know. I I still I R Kelly still has bangers, man. I still rock with some of his songs. I don't support nothing, nothing or condone nothing that he does as a personal person. Mm. But catalog is catalog, man. Listen, if niggas is still supporting R. Kelly in 2020, we can't be surprised. And I know we'll get to it later, XAB. We can't be surprised if niggas is still supporting 6ix9ine and his antics. Because I still see a lot of niggas riding that bandwagon. I'm like, God damn, the culture has shifted. Yeah, 6ix9ine is definitely on this docket. Um, but before we get to him... Mm-hmm. The NASCAR driver, Kyle Larson. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard about this story. No, I haven't. Um, they have this new thing called iRacing or something like that, which is some form of virtual racing that I guess people are that are in NASCAR are doing instead of NASCAR races because everything's canceled. Wow. So while he was doing it, the, and the, the draw to it is um, the audience is able to hear what like is actually happening in the quote unquote cockpit. Right. So while he was in the cockpit, he's and then the other drivers can hear what everybody's saying too. So while he's in the cockpit, you can hear him saying, um, he was talking to I guess the virtual cockpit or whatever. Yeah. And they weren't responding to him and you can hear him call go nigger. Now Kyle oh, shit. is white oh, and shit. Japanese. That is Waki Patagi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle is white and Japanese. And so the the thing I took, the first thing that I took from it is this nigga probably thought he was playing Call of Duty because if you ever play any type of fucking online gaming, these niggas throw around the word nigger like it is going out of style, boy. Out of like, style, bro. <laughs> that's why. like the match don't even style. start up. I play Call of Duty, <laughs> but I don't go online. I play Call of Duty in the comfort of my home without the Wi-Fi going online. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, Listen. if you ever play Call of Duty online, my nigga, I'm probably not. No, I'm probably not, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. So, um, I remember one. We're I mean, not going to get in details, but there's been plenty of nights me and X have been online jamming 
and we done had to fetch some of these little I don't even know where these 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 little kids are from. I, I, we had I to no fess some of them up, boy. Like, Wait, y'all was playing with little kids them. online? Huh? We fessing up whoever fessing us up. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Whoever's trying to fess us up about to get this fessing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you're trying to imply, all sir. I heard was little kids know. online. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Bro, you, you know, it's a general... Don't be a douchebag, my nigga. Like, it's a general statement, son. They probably are like 14, though. I ain't gonna hold you. They probably are like 14. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure some of them are. Some of them are... They're between 14 and I would say college age. They're in that, that age range. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some older niggas on there screaming the shit out, too. It's their only chance to do it, son, because they have no only face. Only chance, son. I mean, it now it's probably worse because everybody's really, everybody's really home now. So it's probably 10 times worse. Like, we're not going to be outside for a minute. <laughs> but I, I just wish. Yeah, well, there are people and I'm about to I'm about to learn that shit. There are hackers that be online that could fuck your whole game up, like, oh, like wow. your whole system. Like they can find your IP address, too, and find out where you live. Whoa, whoa. So I don't want that type of smoke. I really I, no, <laughs> I want that. I want that type of power. Oh, Cause okay. next time a nigga fess me up, <laughs> I'm about to be like, "Yo, nigga, I you know sure you are? You sure in Pennsylvania? <laughs> oh, you think exactly. you're safe over there in Pittsburgh on Elm Street, Bad. nigga? Oh, you <laughs> think you lit? <laughs> two two five, right then and there, boy. That nigga will log off. You see that nigga completely log off and go fucking have some wet dreams, nigga. Clean. But some people are upset because they feel like NASCAR was trying to diversify. And so they're like, this sets NASCAR back um, as they, I mean, I haven't, I know that they've been trying to diversify on the female end of things, um, but apparently they've been trying to get a lot more, I guess, black viewers and stuff. And so far they've started with like the cockpits, the cockpits are a lot blacker or more diversified. I don't know. I don't see myself watching NASCAR. I don't know about I've you. Never been a, I've never been a NASCAR fan, so I can't. I can't say it's going to be something that that interests me. Hold on. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, that's have? not too interesting to me. Um, but um, for anybody else that that's into that shit, good luck. Um, do you want to get straight into six nine first, or do you want to go into into these other things before nah, we, we get to we, nah, we can't get into 6ix9ine yet. I don't, I don't have my protection gear on yet, bro. We, we, we can come back to 6ix9ine. <laughs> All right, thank Spe- you, speaking of Speaking of protection gear, so Diddy <laughs> shut down Lizzo while she was twerking on his dance-a-thon. Wow. And wow. All right. Every, everybody got upset because they thought he was shutting her down because she was a big girl twerking. Now... What? The reason... The reason why he shut her down was because the music choice that she came on the dance a thon with was like wildin'. It was just wild curses off the bat, like out the gate. Wait, and what, he what, was song, like, what song did she have? What song was on? I don't know. I don't even know that rap song. I've never even heard of it. To be okay, honest. it probably was some underground um, shit, maybe. It sounded like it was some underground shit, honestly. Okay. But um, she came on with it blaring and. And Diddy was like, yo, 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 chill out, chill out, chill out. Because remember, he did the dance-a-thon on Easter. 
Oh, it was so, on Easter. Oh, she just don't give a fuck. Heard you. Okay, yeah, showing you. When she about. came, when she came into the frame, I think it was it was earlier in the day. It wasn't like it was like eleven or some, you know, like a wild time. I think that whole dance-a-thon happened early in the day anyway. Okay, but like the music was just she was just it was just wilding, and then she's you know twerking or whatever. But he never said the words, "Yo, stop twerking." He said he clearly said like, "Yo." The music, the music. Yo, we got to switch the music. It's, oh, it's Easter. Okay. So, um, but yeah. Um, but that, what, what's the truth about big girl body shaming in 2020? What was the question? What do you think about big girl body shaming in 2020? Oh. What, what, what's the truth about it? Because we could, I, I personally feel like the whole body shaming thing has has I'm not going to say it's no longer a thing because it obviously is but I just don't think it's as relevant as it once was you know like I think I think people are way more accepting of people's different body types than they were maybe in the 90s maybe even the early 2000s you could say I feel like people are like one we know black people black people like thick everything but Facts. I also just feel like in general, it's just more, like I said, I'm not saying that body shaming doesn't exist or it's not happening. Um, I'm not ignorant to the fact, but I just feel like people are way more, like if we see a Lizzo twerking, I'm not offended at the fact that she's a bigger girl twerking. Like that doesn't bother me. What bothers me with Lizzo <laughs> is she doesn't seem to know time and place at times. That's, that's it, like for me. <laughs> I I'm gonna look at it like this, and and as a, as a fellow big person, I'm gonna say it from three point of views. First mm. point of view is I mm. think Biggie. I think I think a lot of people don't body shame as much, or it's not a stigma anymore. I would say simply because wardrobe has gotten better for big people. So you know. As a as an overweight person, it's easier for you to still look, you know, have a swag or, or look a certain way without breaking the bank or without doing extra shit. That's one. Two, I think much more it's much more acceptable to be a little bit on the plus side as long as you're well kept. You feel me? I think I think a lot of times body shaming comes depending on on how well kept that person is. And I think the the media has done a better job in exploring the options in terms of, you know, the model doesn't have to be a size zero, you know, mm-hmm. tall and a, and a size zero. She doesn't have to be a size one or two. You could get a size seven or a, seven, a size eight out there. And thank God to our hip hop culture that has glorified that being a plus size and having an ass or having big breasts you know, is a little bit more acceptable in our in our culture because mm-hmm. obviously with white people it's not as common yet, but in our black culture, in our hip hop culture, it's a bit more accepting that you that you could have a big butt and have big breasts. Yeah, they still want you to have a chisel a chisel stomach, which is damn near impossible, but you know, it's become more acceptable to be a bit more thicker than normal. So, um, I think body shaming isn't a real thing anymore. I think people still 
are uncomfortable with it or you know people still want to make fun about it that's your personal choice but um like i said with lizzo in particular i think a big part of my issue with lizzo sometimes is just like what x said as well time and place and yes embrace your sexuality embrace the fact that you're a, a big girl and you feel like you're sexy I, I love that shit i think it's it's cool to embrace that it's just time and place i don't need to see you in a thong twerking every chance you get i'm not even comfortable with that with the regular chicks Damn. you know what i mean because that gets a little bit overwhelming but what would be interesting and, and i have to say this is that if a girl came on if 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 a, if a, a slim thick chick came on shaking her ass in a thong listening to some ratchet shit i don't think it would have been dismissed as quickly though Mm. And, you know, it would have rocked for a little bit still. And, you know, we could go back and forth and banter about that. But this is a hard reality. We face it with even within our black community versus an Asian girl. An Asian girl could go outside in a short skirt and a tight blouse. But because she's slim and petite, everybody just looks at her and be like, oh, she's cute. But if a thicker black girl goes outside and has a little bit of a booty, and she goes outside in that same exact outfit that the Asian girl is wearing. She's a slut, or you no, know, that's a fact. Tramp or whatever, you know. Like it's just the reality of the situation. Before I say anything, distinguish what's your what's your take? No comment. That's a Taurus. I'm leaving her alone. We love you, Lizzo. Thank you. Thank you for your music. No, on body shaming, bro. Body shaming. Uh, I feel like I feel like D Flow said it all. Like they flow set it off. Got you. Um, no, I think I a hundred percent agree. That's why I said that body shaming is still a thing for sure. It's <clears> definitely <throat> um still something that goes on because even I think I want to say it was 2017 or 18, there was a bunch of back and forth regarding um teacher bay. There was that girl that was on Instagram and calling herself Teacher Bay. And how people were reacting to some of her clothing choices, which it was like she would wear a a maxi dress or she would wear like a a fitting dress. And because she has hips and breasts, certain people would be like, oh, that's inappropriate for the school setting. But it's like it's the same dress that if a white person with no curves wore it, they wouldn't get any slack for it or not even white, but just someone who doesn't have a a body shape would wear it. They're not getting slack for it. And we're kind of calling people or or sexualizing people based off of the fact that we look at them and be like, damn, she has a body. Now, granted, there are scenarios where, yeah, if you wear your clothing a certain type of way, it's going to look more revealing than um, otherwise. But um, I think that, there is a point there. I don't I don't know in terms of that particular case with Lizzo and Diddy. I don't know. Um, because he did let it rock for a little bit, but um for for like uh, until he realized that she wasn't turning off the music. And again, he didn't stop her because she was twerking. He said he didn't mind if she twerked. It was just a matter of the music choice that that she brought to the table. But um yeah, I mean, I think body shaming definitely still exists, a hundred percent. I just don't. Again, with with Lizzo, I just I don't like that. Everything tends to be about her body shape, but I don't. I'm also not Lizzo, so she may have lived a life experience where 
everything was about body shape to her. Like everything, every time she's been denied in life, every time something's happened, um, it's been about her body or, or something regarding her body. So I agree with Distinguished though. Like I love Lizzo. I had a conversation with my friend the other day and they were like, they had, they were asking about confidence and they were asked, the question was, and I guess we could also talk about this question. The question was, what non-sexual things that a person does turns you on? And one of my answers was confidence. And I was like, Lizzo could get it solely off of her confidence. Like, the way she's so confident makes her attractive to me beyond anything else. I think Lizzo has a beautiful mm. face. I think Lizzo is a, is a beautiful girl. But above everything else, because she's so confident um, in the way she moves... Like, I was like, Lizzo could get it based off of her confidence. Yeah. But I guess that's a good conversation to have. What are some non-sexual things that people do that <clears throat> you find to be attractive? Uh, I actually agree with confidence. Um, I feel like me, because I am so confident, I don't really get mad or I or get upset when people be like, no or nah. Because I also feel like no is also another form of confidence because you so confident that you don't need it or you so confident that you don't think you need it for you to say no means damn you really feel that way i fucking respect that shit mm -hmm. yeah that's me confidence and saying no Bro, I, I, I don't know what y'all niggas is talking about I, this my, nigga I is taking shut. a shit this nigga. um I'm not. I'm, I don't be watching none of these chicks. As far as I'm concerned, I'm talking. What? I'm, I'm what? Us? Nothing, not, bro. Yo, nothing. what are you talking about? Nothing, fucking dad. Nothing no Go to bed, nigga. Does. Go to bed, nigga. Nothing. No other chicks know is is attractive, bro. No, not nothing. other chicks, bro. None Just... of it, bro. None of it, sir. <laughs> not this guy. <laughs> Want me in the dungeon, bro? What's going on with y'all guys, bro? I, I, I have a it, cold it basement, be... sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be down there. <laughs> All right, COVID 19 in the US, man. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> so this virus this virus to me has just exposed a lot of shit about our country that I don't think many people understand and many people don't really appreciate on a regular so some of the things that have been happening um, food supply chains and, and, and how they're separated has been causing food um shortages however some of a, a large portion of the food is just going straight to waste so what happens yep. is the food industry is separated by consumer uh based products and what they decide to sell the companies and because they package it differently um the food that's that's normally sold to restaurants and big chains like McDonald's and all of those that food is actually being thrown to waste. Sheesh. And that to me is, is crazy to even think about because they're talking about food shortages in the consumer market 
and people, you know, finding that it's going to be hard to to get food soon mm. if certain things don't don't work out a certain type of way. But um, I don't think many people understand that, like, our food economy is, is separated into these two different silos. And it's really interesting that that concept even exists because it's like, you know how much food goes to these restaurants and chains and they, they sell it in big bulk packages. So it's like they'll sell cheese in a quantity that as a regular consumer, you would never want to buy, like beyond what BJ yeah. bulk sells it and stuff like that. It's like stuff. If you, if you got it as a consumer, unless you had 10 niggas in the house, that shit is always, always going to go to waste. So it might be more than that, bro. Because if you ever watched one of these shipment crates came in for, like you said, like a McDonald's or not even a McDonald's, scrap a McDonald's, like a, a Applebee's. Right. Have you ever watched one of those shipment crates coming for Applebee's? It's enormous, bro. Like like you said, a crate of cheese, it's not packaged in like five pound or one pound cubes. Nah. Or, or cylinders. <laughs> it shit is packaged in a fucking, you know, uh, a quarter ton box. You feel me? Like, and that shit is packaged in such a way that it's, unprofitable for that said company to package it on an individual basis so you're right what do they do to separate them shits like it's it's a it's a it's a struggle to try to figure that out nah they're just throwing the food out because they're not able to sell it to any restaurants right now because all the restaurants are closed so i mean that's that's kind of crazy but they feel like they have no other choice it's either that or donate it i guess to you know, different areas, maybe homeless uh, centers and stuff like that. But um, that's that's one crisis that's starting to rear its head um, because of the way America is designed and the way our industries have developed themselves. And I'm sure on a regular basis that shit is it makes the most sense. It makes a lot of sense to, you know, separate the industry like that. Um, the other thing it ha- that has been really rearing its head, which is has been super interesting, is states versus the federal government. And a lot of people clearly were asleep during civics class in fucking high school because many people are very confused as to how things are, are unfolding. Why is it that every state is doing their own little thing? Why hasn't the federal government done X, Y, and Z? And it's like, when you put certain people in office, this is exactly why it's very important. <laughs> Regardless of any, you know, feelings you may have about, well, it's always going to be the same or da 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 da. The reality of the situation is when a crisis arise, arises like now, who is in office, who is the one who can make certain moves or, or take charge is super important. I guarantee you this pandemic would not be as bad under Obama. I, I promise that. Like, that's my personal opinion. But Trump, and it's not, it has nothing to do with Trump bad, Obama good. That's not what I'm saying. Even though, obviously, I don't fuck with Trump. But the it has to do with, one, understanding the country. And Donald Trump does not understand how the country is supposed to work at all. That's one. And then two, it has to do with someone's ideology. So some people feel like the states move independently and that's what he's doing right now. He's doing 
a laissez-faire kind of like the the federal government will not interfere with what the states do. Um, even though the states are asking for guidance from the federal government. Um, and then you have him just kind of like, uh, it is what it is, do what you want. Um, and that type of thing is leading to different states fighting for ventilators. At least that's getting better. But that was a case at one point, different states bartering each other out for PPE and other shit like that. And that's the type of shit that leads to civil war. Like that, that's literally how things develop into, well, this cluster of states and it's happened. It's, it's New York, it's New Jersey and Connecticut have all made an alliance. And then I think there was three other states on the, on the um, West coast that have all made an alliance. Luckily the two alliances are working with each other right now. I think there's another alliance somewhere in the country but you literally, DMV. you got you got the, the, DMV. the, the little tri-state areas throughout the country, and if I continue, continue what you're saying. No, I was just saying you got these little clusters all over the country, like you said, um, making little alliances and packs. And if you start, if if things went so left, and, you know, thank God I don't think it's going to get to that point. But if things started to go so left that it's like, yo, my region needs this to survive you could start seeing people start going against each other for stuff like that it could get really wacky really quick i think where this fuck up happened and i think what donald trump is refusing to take responsibility on he dropped the ball when obama said five six years ago y'all niggas should put some shit away stock up on some (laughs) necessary shit do what y'all gotta do for pandemic. This was a bonus situation. When the pandemic breaks out, we gotta be prepared. Everybody was just like, whatever, nigga. Whatever you say. Yeah. Now the shit happened, and Trump is, well, Obama never left us in the predicament to be ready for this. Obama been out of office since four years ago. <laughs> we about to be four years deep. Deep, my nigga, you've been president for four years and you ain't check your national stockpile, my nigga? At no, at no given point did you check your national stockpile. You didn't take note of what was in your reserve. Then he's going to say, oh, nah, well, nigga, cut the shit. Yeah, he got rid of the army reserve, a lot of the reserve that the army should have for, stock, for stockpile in case war breaks out. You have to have certain necessary medical, medical, medical supplies to supply your army with. Why don't they have that? All that the shit. The niggas is- cut. He cut the pandemic. Uh, the the what you call it? The the little situation they had put together for pandemics. He cut that. Cut funding to it and and disbanded it because he didn't. I don't. He didn't think that anything crazy was going to happen under his presidency. Besides maybe war. I think he was ready for war to break out somewhere and for. For niggas to have to go to war, he was all fine and dandy for that. But for a national crisis to happen on our soil, I don't think he was. Yeah, he and was I think ready what, for that. And I think the difference is you could go to war, but still gather stockpile from whatever ally countries you have. With this worldwide pandemic, where every country is just like, "You good? I, I need my yeah. shit." <laughs> it's like every country fending for themselves. It's not possible for you to get stockpile from anywhere else right now. 
So you have to Yo, solely the US, rely. Mm-hmm. The U.S. has been accused of pirating other countries <laughs> for That's their ventilators. Crazy. I think the, the the it wasn't the Bahamas. It was it was some Caribbean country that was saying U.S. ships were were stopping their ships and taking their ventilators, bro. That is crazy. So I I don't know. Um, seventeen bodies were found in one nursing home where sixty eight people died in the nursing home. Shit <laughs> is wild, bro. Yo, this, um, I don't know, bro. I'm gonna say it again, bro. I know we we speak about it all the time, but this whole shit. I don't think any of us foresaw it getting this wacky, and we're still at the tip of the iceberg of of where this 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 fucking journey is gonna take us. But so so wait, so I know this is gonna this is gonna like tickle you conspiracy theorists. But there's been reports. I don't know if you watched the the fucking thing yesterday with Trump, but a reporter had asked, hey, so we're getting reports now that coronavirus was in a lab in Wuhan and it's it still was it's still a, a natural virus, but they were studying it in Wuhan. And one of the people, one of the lab, uh, whatever, was studying it. And somehow contracted it and then went through a fish market and gave it to mad niggas. And that's how this pandemic is is starting to believe to have started. It's not unreasonable. <laughs> I listen, I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I mean at the end of at the end of the day, like like you said, it's not a reason. We don't know shit about this virus, honestly. Like that's really what it comes down to. And yeah, we, um, we have no idea, bro. And every day, bro, I swear to you, every day there's some new symptom. There's some new way to catch it. And I'm just not even every day. I would say every week. Every week there's some new way to. At first, it's not airborne. Now the shit spread like fucking wildfire. And the one nigga sneeze and seventeen niggas can catch it. That's five, that's fucking 20 feet away. All, all types of wacky <laughs> shit now. Now I'm hearing this shit last for 29. Uh, let me not, while let me not give inaccurate information. <laughs> However, it's it lasts on service for over five days now. Like, I'm just like, listen, y'all niggas got to get it right. Give niggas accurate fucking information <laughs> so niggas can prepare themselves. Because now you're telling me if a nigga sneezes in the grocery store... Without no PPE um protection, niggas gotta evacuate. <laughs> niggas gotta evacuate because the shit could spread like a fucking like like this dust in the in the blowing in the wind. Like, bro, oh, it, it's walkie, bro. Whole shit, walkie. Uh, the stimulus checks have come in. Anybody got their joints? Nah. Anybody get their check? Nah, nah. You ain't get your joint at the sandwich? I'm not looking for it, brother. I ain't get it. Not looking for it. Oh, good for you, bro. Did you <laughs> get yours X? <laughs> yeah, mine came through. Yours got you yours came through? Yeah, mine came through. Yeah, mine came through too. You better go check your bank account, nigga. Stop fucking around. Nah, I'm good off that. I'm good off money that the government's gonna give us 
for them to only raise taxes because that's what the fuck is really going to happen. No conspiracy there. That's definitely going to happen. They can't raise taxes. Nah, they're going to raise taxes. They can't raise no taxes, bro. They're going to raise taxes, bro. Yeah, that's not how it works. Inflation is happening somewhere. I'm not taking money that we're going to have to pay back later. I'm good off that. Bro, how you don't have a choice to take it. Regardless, my nigga. You talking like you not taking your bread won't make the difference, my nigga. It's already happening. It's gonna happen. They can keep it. Take the bread and make it work for you. I hope that shit does not hit the bank account. I hope that shit does not hit the bank account. (laughs) That has what distinguish. If you don't take the bread, do you think that you'll be exempt if taxes get raised? I'm not gonna be let, exempt, let but again, that. the logic still. So why why the fuck am I taking bread? I, I'm my good, nigga. bro. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yo, you get that shit. You don't want it. Send it to my account, my nigga. Nigga, I know I'm, I'm not. Gladly, I'm, I'm good, gladly, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna gladly take that shit for you, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Send that to me. Then. I definitely yeah, might get that to X. That, that shit coming. Here you go, brother. <laughs> take that. I'm dead ass serious. Here you go, brother. <laughs> Here you go. I mean, I hear you. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, one, we already pay for it in taxes, period. If taxes go up, that has to do with future things, not past things. The money that they've given us is the money that we already pay every day. Yeah, that's, what, that's why we pay taxes yeah, that, in the first place. What's wacky about it? I don't know if y'all read up about it. How the millionaires are getting something about one point seven million dollars? Uh, yeah, I, I read something and, like that, and I was like, "Whoa, what yeah, the fuck?" Like they said, forty three thousand millionaires roughly should be getting back like around one point seven million dollars as their stimulus refund. What's happening is they are game. They're not getting these checks. What's no, happening is they game they. No, not even that. They're gaming the um, small business loan shit. So <coughs> remember, this is all supposed to be one stimulus joint. Some of it is going to small businesses, and then the other these checks are supposed to be going to all Americans who have filed taxes. Um, and so they're trying to get every American to get this um, twelve hundred. But a lot of millionaires, so. Uh, one of the schemes that it's not really schemes to them, but one of the things is like, let's say I'm a millionaire and I own a yacht mm-hmm. and a, occasionally during the summer, I rent my yacht out. So now when I do taxes for that business, let's say I only break in maybe let's say a hundred thousand from that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the accurate number or not, but that still allows me to then file a, for the for the small business loan, as long as I say that I, I have an employee on staff. So let's say, all right, cool. My wife, she works with me. So she's the employee on staff and I'm going to pay her money for when I get this check. So a lot of millionaires are using things like that to get the checks that don't that the, they were not designed for. That Those checks were designed for the nigga that that just closed down his fucking restaurant that was feeding him and his family and Facts. needs that money to reopen up and restart. Um, I don't know if there's another scheme going on that you guys are talking about, but that was that was my I understanding mean, of what was happening what, with the movie. When I saw it, it said that they'll be able to uh to bypass and they'll be able to the the limitations to the deductions that they're normally able supposed to put on their tax return, that limit has mm. been raised. 
So they don't have no limits as to what deductions they could put on their tax return on their ta- on when they're filing their taxes. So aside from the small business loan, which I think the small business loan is a variation in in set dollar amount based on the size and the amount of employees you have, you get to now uh, they now allow you to do more deductions than normal. So <clears throat> so certain losses there are certain expenses or certain losses that you'll normally be able to to put and move into a certain place, you don't have to put, you don't have to limit that no more. So that's how that money is is being allocated. But it's saying it's roughly one point seven per mil, one point seven million dollars for roughly about forty three thousand different millionaires or business owners. In all in all, with all of that though, right? When you factor in, and I, I had to do the math of it. When you do the math, bro, if you look at the amount of Americans that file um, tax returns every year and the amount of, you know, do rough estimates, let's say you're looking at 100 million, 100 million um, people file, not even 100 million, let's say 50 million Americans file tax returns every year, right? Mm -hmm. And... Let's say when you do the math for the let's let's factor in the one point seven million by the forty three thousand, that gives you roughly seventy six billion dollars, right? Now when you factor in the fifty million Americans who file taxes and are getting back their twelve hundred bucks, you're now looking at somewhere around a hundred and sixty billion dollars. Let's say you factor in another fifty million children to that, so fifty million children buy 500 bucks that's another 60 billion dollars so when you do the overall math of everything you're looking at 160 plus 70 plus 60 you're looking at 130 and 160 390 billion Mm dollars so let's just say let's round this off to 400 billion dollars right so 400 billion from this 3 from this 2.2 trillion dollar stimulus package only right. 400 billion went to the american people another 500 billion was said that was that that they said was going to go to bailing out the um industries the, the industries right so you're still only at roughly 900 billion dollars where the fuck is the next 1.2 three trillion dollars going no someone has said a while ago that that they think that they overly inflate inflated certain uh stimulus packages and someone is definitely getting some money from it has to bro where where the fuck is this money going son where like what what is if if only one trillion dollars if only half of it gets used to actually stimulate the economy. What are we doing with the next trillion dollars? That is a very good question. I have no idea. Other than, I mean, if if we want to shoot any bail to the government, which we all know, you know, I'm sure that there's somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing somewhere within there. The only bail I could shoot is is that that money either has been allocated to things that we are unaware of or that money is is supposed to be set aside for something else. I do know that Congress, at least in the House, they have a new um, proposal that they're putting forth where each American will get $2,000 for each month 
of the pandemic that's um, left to, for us to go through. So I don't think that's a bad situation. 2K a month for everybody. Well, that, um, that's I don't, fair. I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be out of the $2 trillion that they set aside or if that's going to be a brand new bill that they're going to try and bring to the table I mean, to get more money. This, this 12 hundo or something that we could get every month, then that is not bad. Because as of right now, we're stuck until May 15th, for sure. At least in New York. In At New least York, in New yeah. York. And we're we're still on the up and up, so because um, our cases still aren't getting better, so we're now they've gone down. They they've got we've we've supposedly um, we're on the down the down we're trend. The deaths aren't really changing that much. They still have gone down, but the cases going in have gone down, and the people. On ventilators, less people need ventilators, less people need this, less people need that. So the the situation in New York has changed, which is why he uh, Cuomo today was kind of talking about what it will look like to restart things here. But um, all in all, like we're still we're not out of the woods at all. Like it's not like oh tomorrow niggas could just switch I mean, up right, and go right outside. Right now we we're a month out, so we we are cooked. Until, like yeah. I said, until May 15th, and it might get pushed back until May, until the end of May, just to be on the safe side. But I do think at the way how things are going right now, I think June they'll start, they'll start flushing people back into work. And hopefully by July, we'll, we'll be cleared to live back on, live our lives without wearing PPE or, or, you know, being able to just go out and socialize. I think um, that's going to be the case by the top of the summer. But um, it's a scary thing, man, because this virus is, it's its its spreading like wildfire. And people, I think the more and more people are being aware of it, the more and more, the more, and more people are taking it serious as well. The less you can say with social distancing, the less cases you'll see as the virus continues to spread. But the reality is, you know, it's, it's only going to keep spreading. What what is everybody's projection of things getting back to to normal? So you said you think you think by by June they'll probably start having people go back to work. Um, I think some I more non non essential workers going in. Yeah. Yes. This, this is my official prediction. I think top of June people are going to start going back to work. I don't think we're going to be. I don't think they're going to allow any um, big gatherings yet. But I think they will allow offices to people to go back to work in like offices and whatnot, as long as you're still practicing, you know, social distancing. They'll still encourage practicing social distancing. You'll still probably have to wear PPE, and certain offices are going to have to take you know extra procedural, you know, extra extra steps to making sure everything is still sanitary and whatnot. I think for I think things will be up and running completely by Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. This thing we're about you. Um, I don't think things are ever going to get back to normal, quote unquote. What we know as normal in America, that shit is over with. Um, nobody's going to forget what happened in 2020. So whatever the fuck we thought we was used to, clubbing, partying, beaches, vacationing, going wherever we want with our passport all over the world, 
all of that's gonna like come to an abrupt halt because that's not gonna be the same when quote unquote shit get back to quote unquote normal in terms of people going back to work um I, what, what's going to be different what do you what do you think is going to be different? i feel like there's going to be way more restri- uh, restrictions on going places you're going to have to have certain stuff certain stuff is going to have to like um have to be good on your end in terms of like i feel like when you normally go international like the first time i went to the uk which i learned after was like a protocol which is what they do when you first go to a country you've never been to they bring you in a back room and they ask you certain questions. Sometimes they actually do a test on you to see if you if you don't have like a disease entering a country. That's what they did to me the first time I went to the UK in 2017. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be more prevalent moving forward. Uh, I feel like I feel like some some countries are going to start imposing travel bans way more. Um, I don't know how they're going to exactly word why they're going to do it, but I feel like it's all going to be because of what the fuck happened this year and i feel like it's gonna be a lot harder for people to adjust because a lot of my friends personally they're not adjusting to this properly at all mentally they're not adjusting i read last week a young girl 15 years old she killed herself because she Mm -hmm. said she can't cope with staying in quarantine and she killed herself also read another young rapper who i'm actually um, i'm working on a poem about her R.I.P. Uh, this did this. She was probably going to be the next breakout uh, hip hop star. Her name is China Rogers, and she was affiliated with Mac Miller. R.I.P. Mac Miller and R.I.P. China Rogers. She overdosed last week in Chicago. Um, on drugs because people are not coping mm-hmm. with this shit properly. So I think a lot of people mentally. I feel like more people are going to need therapists after this. My personal opinion. I feel like a lot more people are going to need to talk to somebody about how they dealt with the quarantine. I predict there's going to be a quarantine situation on fucking um, one of them, one of these, one of these uh, channels, one of these discovery IDs, you know, some right now on backstage, you guys know I'm an actor on backstage. They're shooting pilots for virtual quarantine shows as I speak. So I don't know, man. I don't that type of normal. We're not going back to that. A lot of people are going to have trauma coming out of this. Everybody's not just going to, oh, it's going to click and everybody's going to be back to normal. Nah, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, my prediction is that around June, there will be somewhat of a push for some non-essential businesses to open up. Um, I think May 15th, by then, they might they might look to open up a few things, but it won't be anything that's going to like really substantially change what we're doing right now. I don't think it's going to be like too over the top. Um, I think by June is when we'll start to notice a little bit of a difference. Maybe potentially barbershops will be back open. Um things like that. I think July, I think we won't fully go back to functioning economically um, a certain type of way until around August, September. Um, And then they're predicting a second wave might happen. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how that pans out when the winter time comes back around and the virus can thrive a little bit more in the winter. Um, But until then, I think that things will probably 
things will probably like start to look a little a little different uh around August, September. Um people are definitely going to go start going back out. I think the main difference that will continue to happen is I believe that masks are definitely going to be a part of everyday life for a while, at least at least a year um coming out of this. So there's definitely going to be like fashion sense and fashion statements with masks. A lot more of that is going to be a thing um, in terms of like people and dealing with the trauma of it. Definitely think that there's going to be some people that are going to, I mean, be affected mentally, especially if they've been with an abusive family or an abusive uh, partner or something like that. Um, or even just the, the trauma of having to stay inside. There are some people who that really, really affects. Um, I don't know if if everyday life is going to be drastically flipped. Um, because at the end of the day, a lot of places, they thrive off of tourism. So they can't, a lot of places will not be able to be too strict for too long because it's going to be a large part of their economy. I think for now, you definitely will see that because nobody has an economy right now. You know, China is probably the only one that's kind of starting back up, but nobody else really has an economy at this moment in time. But as soon as things start to rev back up in terms of each country has to make money for itself to, to function, um, tourism is a big part of Italy, tourism is a big part of the Caribbean islands. And so there probably will be some interesting restrictions. People probably have to wear masks on planes. In order I mean, to fly, you'll have to wear a mask. I mean, I will say, like, you brought up an interesting point with tourism. You're absolutely right. Like, even where I'm from, from Belize, tourism makes up two-thirds of our economy. So, you know, without tourism happening, you know, our you're, you you have failing economies and you know with countries who thrive off export import and export and even with china you have to s- start to slowly restrict some of that because we don't even know if i mean we don't even know if what numbers they're reporting are accurate so we right. don't, we're only making an assumption of going based on what they're choosing to release to us they don't have to release whatever information they don't want to release them because they're a communist country they could choose what they want to streamline over. So, unfortunately, we're stuck with whatever numbers they decide to give us. But um, I I have to agree. I think PPE is going to be a part of our everyday life moving forward. I think that's just the, the hard reality of what this is. And I also think this what this pandemic has ingrained in me is is also a lot of us ha- are making lifestyle changes. Like I think what Distinguished said was a fact. A lot of us are going to come out of this with lifestyle changes. The way we live our lives in terms of foundationally at home is different, you know? 100%. You know, like, I am much more... I think everybody has to be on their immune shit because this virus obviously is not going to just disappear it's going to come and go, come and go, come and go as we move along. You just got to do your best to be, to build your immune system that you could fight it off if you do catch it. Or if you do catch it, you don't catch it again. Because what we're not aware of is whether or not it is like 
the flu in the long run where it's not something you can only contract once. We're living off the assumption that we can only catch it once. But if it has any characteristics of the flu, we can catch this shit multiple times. You know, the good thing I'm, is I'm yeah. sure people will be able to catch it again. I I know that I know that that's been like a debate. A lot of people have been kind of saying like there have been some there's been too many times where people that I'm some of the stories coming out where people are testing positive for it again. Um, but they keep kind of dismissing it as like they don't know if the test was just another false positive or something like that. But there's too many of those happening for me to to dismiss the fact of it potentially be, being something that some like moves more like the flu where someone could get it over and over. Um, it, it's still, like you said, it's still something that we're yet to see. But I'm going to go with the latter. And I, I kind of feel like it's something that can be picked up multiple times. Now, will it be as powerful the That's next time you pick it up? Yeah, I, don't, sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I think if you get it and you produce antibodies and your body's able to get over it, it's not going to be much more than maybe a small flu to you. Um, but yeah, I think that that's to be seen. We'll see. But yeah. And also, um, I know we've been talking about it for quite a bit. They're now coming out with more concrete symptoms for the virus. Like based mm-hmm. on, you know, different people that, that have it and now that people are coming out talking about their experiences with it, there are more common more common symptoms that are above the occasional dry cough and trouble bearding. A lot of people are mm-hmm. saying that they lose smell and taste. Right. The the fever is definitely a common one for sure. And the fever doesn't come in one straight pattern. It comes in waves. So you might have mm. a day or two of high fever. Then it goes away for a couple of days. Then it comes back and slaps you off your feet again. And they're saying that the overall span of the virus lasts anywhere from five to ten days. So, mm. you know, um, a lot of people, I mean, besides the irregular flu-like symptoms, the stuffy nose, the um the coughing and stuff like that and there's also i've from what i've been reading and, and watching these different people's stuff there seems to be two forms of it there seems to be a form that comes and fucks up your sinuses that's mean it's a more mm-hmm. of a head situation and there's another one that goes straight into your fucking lungs mm-hmm. and that's the one that comes in pneumonia because a lot of people said that they just had the 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 extreme headaches the loss of sense of smell the sneezing mm-hmm. and the coughing, they had the trouble breathing in and out, but wasn't severe. And then there's the people who they shit so severe they end up in the hospital. Right. However, you know, like you said, there it has been uh, a decrease where people are going into the hospital. But what I think is happening is that more so people are ending up in the hospital because they catch it and the anxiety around it gets you. I mean, like we spoke about the last time. I don't know if y'all ever had a pan- a panic attack or an anxiety attack, but that shit mimics a fucking heart attack. You can't breathe. You're about to pass the fuck out. You couple that with a severe cold and cough, you will pass the fuck out. You already can't breathe. So a lot of people are ending up in the hospital, and they end up in the hospital solely based off the stress. Of course, they have the symptoms. They have the fever. They have all these extra things, but... 
it's it's coupled with anxiety and fear, and that's a deadly couple. You feel me? So, you know, I think a lot of people end up in the hospital because of that fear and just being in the cof- the hospital and then receiving whatever antiviral drugs they could give them, you know, helps them out of it. Um, but, yeah, so those are some of the the more common symptoms that I've heard about besides the 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 basic oh if you have a cough you gotta go to the nigga you could wake up tomorrow morning and have a fucking cough you have acid reflux and you will fucking cough like you can't put that level of broad vagueness in people's head and not expect people to have a fear and every time you cough you think you're about to die nah like you gotta be there has to be more severe reactions to having this besides just telling me oh if I have a, a scratch in the back of my throat and trouble and trouble breathing like nigga like we are in the fucking middle of 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 fucking um uh um in the middle of of um allergy season where yesterday the fucking pollen was that is the highest for the week like come on like, yeah i mean this is a bad i mean this is a bad time in general because people a lot of people have allergies at during this time and so a lot of people are 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 confused between if they've gotten the virus or if they are just dealing with allergies or, you know, something else totally. And um, I think that is definitely, like, confusing to a lot of people. What do y'all think um, in terms of these plans to reopen the economy um, within May? A lot of people are talking about doing it in May. Um, As I say that, I'm looking at a report right now that just said that Unemployment is looking like it's going to surpass 21 million people. Um, The poverty level, at least, is going to surpass 21 million people. And that's almost as bad as the last time that was, was, uh, I think it says 1967 or something like that. So what do y'all what what do y'all think about these plans about reopening the economy? Is that something that needs to happen right now or is that something that? Like shutting everything down was the the right idea, and and I think you just need I to think, kind of figure out. I think May is too soon. My personal opinion: when I look at other countries who have been quarantining longer than us, even countries that ha- had mm-hmm. has had it after us, I feel like the precautions that they have taken were a bit more lucrative in the end for them and their people. And yes, they may have had more people that have died, but they haven't necessarily had the, I guess, the velocity of people dying at the rate that they are dying for the amount of cases that we've had. Why in the fuck has New York almost become like the epicenter of the virus? New York State, for real? This city? That shit, that that shit like wows me. Like, I'm like bewildered. And then the way that this country is being ran by this fucktard in office. There's so many other countries, and, and, th- and this is actually a fact. So, listeners, this is a fact. We have a lot more women that are running their countries better than that than our men running their countries. That should say something. I don't know what it's really saying, but I want to say that I feel like women, and I've just been learning this dealing with the women that I've been dealing with as of recently, they pay attention more to the details. I don't really think a lot of men in general outside of running something or being in charge, we're not really paying attention to the details. And I think that's why this whole thing has gotten out of hand 
as it has. I've also been watching a lot of back and forth between President Trump and Dr. Fauci. The nigga didn't listen since February from what I heard on 1010 Wins the other day. He was told and given certain mm-hmm. recommendations in February about this, and he didn't take it, bro. How you not listening to the experts? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you remember back in February, he was still saying it was just a hoax right. that the Democrats were trying to do to fuck up his election. Um, what I was Pataki, man. It, what I will say is, I don't think that it's a. Uh, me personally, I'm not saying uh, anything against your um critique i don't think that it has much to do with at least on a base level um a man versus woman in terms of of paying attention to detail Mm -hmm. what i will say about male leaders especially in 2020 is versus versus women in 2020 is women are way more ambitious than men and i think that that has more to do with when you oppress a group for so long, they're going to take their power regardless. That's what's happening with Me Too. That's what's, what's happening, I think, in the political sphere. And when someone gets into a place of power and they've never been there before, two things are bound to happen. One, they if they really were serious about their shit, they're going to try and prove to you that they were serious about their shit. And... Sometimes that means going overboard or or sometimes that just means, yo, I'm I'm about my shit and you got to respect it. And I think that a lot of our young women and women in general who end up in places of power nowadays really feel like they have to prove to everybody that they belong there. Um, And I think that that's one of the reasons why women take their jobs and take their education and take whatever else have you way more serious than men. Men have become lazy and complacent with just having things a certain type of way, like not really second guessing or not really having to think about things in terms of being denied access to a job or being denied access to uh, an opportunity in the way that women feel like they have been for so long. So I think that when women do get the opportunity to be in certain spaces, especially like leaders of countries and stuff like that. They take the shit seriously. Donald Trump is definitely not taking this seriously. Donald Trump is looking at this as a popularity contest. So this is like the biggest popularity contest in the world to him, being president of the United States of America. And it's wild, so I, bro. Bro, ha, yeah. you know what bothers me about this, bro? When you when you look at this shit and you see... Like, like what you said, just with, let's just use you New York as, a, as an example. When you have 700 people dying every day. Which is a wild number. Which is, man. bro, they've lost triple the amount of people like down 9-11, bro. Bro, but matter- just think about that number. Just think about, just think about, imagine if, if 700 people was the norm. That niggas died a day in New York City. That the city would not exist in like five years, bro. <laughs> bro, it's it's wacky, bro. And you imagine, you know what's crazy about this to me, bro? You imagine if we were at war, right? And 700 people were dying every day on the battlefield. I guarantee you, bro, it would have been the wildest shit niggas would have been right. Not rioting, but niggas would have been protesting. 
yo, why do we have our troops out there dying every day? Da 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 da. He would have been fessing some country up, trying to bomb the shit, nuclear war, all types of wacky shit. But you have something happening here in our in our backyards. And you're nonchalantly talking like, well, you know, we're going to get through it. And then it, how do you expect us to bounce back? How do you expect to reopen the economy? Nigga, if, if, uh, if 50 people still dying every day, I ain't going nowhere, bro. Now, nah, real shit. What everybody real heard. Real shit. I'm not real going shit, nowhere, bro. bro. You're real not shit. putting my life in danger for what? For what? For a paycheck? Fuck out of here. Oh, man. D-Flow is nah. speaking in my eardrums. My nigga. That's nah, a dub for me. Nah, like you, can't, you can't do this, bro. Like At the end of the day, you have to realize what cards have been dealt. And I feel like as our president, he's not making enough of an effort. And then what he's doing is that he's just nonchalantly, well, like you said, the state's going, you know, let the states figure it out. <coughs> States can't figure shit out if you don't have certain things to help them push along with it. Not you know why he's doing that, though? Mm-hmm. He's doing that because if he makes the wrong move, he can't get blamed for it. I figured that shit by, out earlier, but that's a childish by, move, bro. Yeah. By not telling the states, what, by not making a, a national mandatory thing, he can't get criticized if shit goes left. That's why he's he's letting the states do it. Like everybody who kind of thinks some other shit is happening, y'all just don't know this president. He is looking at the situation as like, all right, the election is in a couple of months now. Now we're looking at a couple of months. This shit ain't that far away. If I make the wrong move now and it's blatant, like I already told niggas that this shit was a hoax and it turned out to be one of the worst pandemics in world history. So I already told niggas it was a hoax. We're, lo- we're looking at 2 million people in the span of three months have contracted this virus within the world. Now, that, I know there's, there's fucking 8 billion people on the planet, but 2 million in three months is still a ridiculous number. But anyway, we're looking at that. Um, and so he's looking at, at the situation and he's saying, if I make a national anything and the shit go left, then niggas is going to, like, flame me at the polls. So I'm not even going to say anything. I'm going to let the states do it. And I'll take the heat for that because at the end of the day, a lot of these things do fall on the states, period. But normally they get some guidance from the federal government as to what to do and how to move. But um, he thinks he's slick. But, yeah, um, me personally, I kind of feel like, yeah, I don't want to open up the economy way. I don't want it to open up sooner than it needs to because all that spells to me is that the shit is going to just come back. And Thanks. I think that I think that people are going to get tired of I think that this time around people will much more willing to comply with what people are saying. If they're saying stay home, if they're saying don't move around, if they're saying you got to take a little bit of a hit or if they're saying, yo, don't worry, the government got you right now. We're going to send you guys bread. We're going to let you join unemployment. And it's not going to be a big deal. Like, we got you. I think people are more willing to be like, all right, cool. Let's see how this pans out. If this shit happens again and gets to a point like this where people are dying every day and a whole bunch of shit, I think people are going to be less willing to comply to whatever the government 
or whatever their state is telling them to do. I know at least New Yorkers, right now everybody is cool and they're chilling, they're actually listening. I feel like this shit happened again. New Yorkers are going to be less willing to be like, yo, I'm not fucking not going, I'm not, I'm not going, not going to work. I need to make bread this time. Like, and then with a lot of these hiccups that are happening within the system, I feel like people are going to feel justified to be like, yo, y'all niggas didn't say, do what y'all said y'all was going to do last time. Fuck that. I got to make bread or fuck that. I'm going to go see whoever I want to go see. And it is what it is. So I feel like if, if, Things aren't tampered down now and situated to a manageable state that from years to come is just a matter of, yo, this is popping up, but we know how to manage it. If we don't let it get to that point, we're going to be in a real fucked up situation uh, come the next wave or so that this shit happens. I, I, I agree 100 percent. I think if we don't get a solid move on this now and follow up with procedures we need to follow now. The next wave that does come, because there will be a next wave, it's inevitable. When the next wave does come, the difference between it being the fucking Hunter Games, not even a Hunter game, but the difference between it being <laughs> fucking um, The Purge and niggas just understanding that, all right, guys, this shit is picking up again. Y'all don't got to stay inside. But PPE and, socials and social distancing is in effect. You know, that would be the difference between the two different. That would be the biggest differences between it. If this if it's not managed right now, we rush back into into living back our normal lifestyles and the surge happens immediately afterwards, it's either gonna be it's either gonna be one or the other, or you know, they take the necessary precautions, they let things play out, they take the necessary time for things to slow down. And if there's another surge again in the winter time, it doesn't seem unreasonable. You feel me? Right. Yeah. So distinguished. Fill us in on this fucking NBA young boy Yaya situation. Yo, NBA young boy. First of all, this is my conspiracy theorist first, and then I'll jump into the real shit. So what I think is happening to <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is that because of all the shit that he has gotten away with in the ring and outside of the ring on the business end, because the niggas are, he may not know Ooh, how to read. Already. He may not know how to read, but he's a smart already. nigga. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, in the span of one fucking month, lost his uncle. Uncle died before, his, uh, before the mother of his children died. She was just found unconscious in her home. The uncle died. And now... Her do- and now his daughter, which I really got to read into it because I don't understand how in the fuck you got niggas doing more time for weed, more time for doing murder. And this chick is facing 99 years if convicted of stabbing a woman. Are you serious? That shit is. Well, that's attempted murder, depending on how they decided to charge. Remy Ma didn't even Rem- Remy Ma wasn't even facing that much time. Come on, son. That, that shit is wild. So. Yaya, which is a wild name to name your fucking daughter, but Yaya, um, who is... Oh, that's a real name? I thought that was nah, a fucking... Bro, bro, the news was calling her Yaya, bro. The news. That's that's her birth name, bro. Damn, that's right. That's mad wild to me. Anyway, <laughs> Yaya... That is wild. Yaya um, uh, uh, Mayweather is dating um, NBA young boy, never broke again young boy. Um, and... Basically, the story goes that she stabbed 
um, a woman, it was like an outing that they was at. She stabbed a woman who I guess they had pre-existing issues with. Um, she stabbed him because she felt like a situation could have occurred between that woman and young and young, and young boy. And the video that I, I heard it was his baby mother. Oh, well, then the plot thickens, my nigga, because then now they can hit her with possibly she, you know, it's, it's on some premeditated murder. Like they, they could say she knew the chick and she actually wanted to really kill it. Cause I don't know if Yaya could say it's self-defense because the chick didn't do anything back to and the chick now is saying, so this is what the girl is saying. She's saying that she didn't even want this much press attention. That's what she's saying. Charlemagne, mm. Charlemagne thinks that what she should do is um she should definitely um see if she can get some money off of this because he doesn't think that Yaya's gonna get 99. I don't think. She's going to get 99 years if convicted and, you know, they actually, you know, rule out in the court of law that she did it. But at the same time, stranger things, my nigga, have happened. I don't know if you guys know this. This is a sidebar. Um, they're potentially about to get Bill Cosby out of prison and officially make his sentence live out in house arrest. That's something I was on the news today as well. My mom was watching that. I was like, whoa, OK. So mm. so what I'm saying is, my brothers, stranger things have happened. Um, I think it's, um, I think it's a sign of the times for young people to realize just because your daddy is rich and famous or you dating somebody rich and famous don't mean that when you do dickhead shit, real time could come your way. The only nigga that has the cheat code to life, according to me, is Drake and 6ix9ine. Definitely 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine got the cheat code to life. Definitely got it. Well, <laughs> Wait, wait, with this Yaya situation, I agree with you 100% in terms of, I look at this whole thing as something that young people need to kind of take heed to. And by young people, I mean people that are like 23 and under. Facts. Um, because this whole situation just sounds toxic altogether. Like, I don't know much, like I, like I told you before, this whole shit is still confusing to me. Like the whole situation don't make sense. I'm hearing that it was his his baby mother, uh, one of his baby mothers or something like that. I'm not sure if he has multiple or not. I don't really follow these people, so I have no idea. But apparently, she came to the crib or was at oh oh with oh no she was in the crib with NBA young boy and Yaya came to the crib, saw her there, and then they had a back and forth about, oh, well, I'm his fiance, who are you? And I guess the baby mother was like, well, I'm his baby mother, and I don't know how it went left, but somewhere along the line, someone felt disrespected, and then it got to fighting words, and then when they started to get uh, into this this verbal altercation that was starting to get physical, Yaya went and picked up two knives, from what I, from what I um, read, and proceeded to attack the woman with the two knives. So the only way I see her getting this super harsh sentence that was um, said to be thrown towards her or she's facing is if the way she stabbed the young woman, it seemed like attempted murder. So if if the, the knife almost hit an artery or and it's very easy to get attempted murder with a knife. Because knives can cut so many different things without you intending to fatally hurt somebody with a knife. You, if you just stick it in uh, deep enough, you can cut uh, tendon, ligament, uh, artery, 
Like you could cut some shit that you wasn't intending to really do, and that person's life could be changed forever. So um, I think that however she cut this young lady, whether she cut her in the neck or if she cut her and it almost hit an artery, or if the doctor said it was two inches away from your heart or kidney or whatever, they're they're able to be like, this is attempted murder. Um, And like you said, you added another good point, which is that if they potentially uh, say that she knew the young lady, that that could mean something as well. So, yeah. I don't know. That whole shit is wacky, son. Yeah, I think uh, it, I, I just, think it's just the overall uh, overall wacky Pataki situation. I think um, ninety nine years is 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 a little bit exaggerated for attempted. Murder. It is a lot. Um, um, you know, it's a lot of time. That's essentially life in prison. So you know, twenty five to life is would have been extreme, but ninety nine years. I don't, especially if the the if the young lady didn't die. So, um, not to not not to not not to say I don't place value in that person's life or well being. It's just you know. No, but it's outside the realms of of normal, of what you would you would assume someone would get in that situation. Yeah, if they said fifteen years, I'd have been like, all right, that, 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 that's, that's tough. But that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's tough. She might do eight. You feel me? Like, I I, I could see that for for stabbing someone, but um, ninety nine years though. That's but this is what bro. this is what she's facing, and, and nine times out of ten, they never get that. Yeah, she probably especially she if it's her ten. first offense. Yeah, she's not she's not going to get ninety nine years. That's what she's facing, and I highly doubt the judge is going to give her that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I doubt it. But too. um, Boosie, badass. What do you think about Boosie's antics lately, bro? Yeah, it's entertaining, bro. But Jesus Christ, man, it's like he just does a little bit too much. It's like you're not that bored, bro. It's like, come on, son, you can't be that bored. But hey, everybody finding different ways to entertain themselves. I I just think Boosie is going to get himself in trouble, bro. And I keep saying it, and it, I feel like sooner or later it's going to come to pass, but. I just feel like people, like I keep saying, people are not laughing with Boosie. And I don't think anybody understands that. Like, people are laughing at Boosie. They're not laughing with him. They don't They don't see him as, as a, a leader of any sort. They're looking at him as a form of entertainment. And I think through that, he's going to end up saying some shit that nobody agrees with. And then when nobody agrees with it, that's when people are going to turn on him and this whole little... You, uprising of Boozy is gonna is gonna flip, and I really don't want to see that happen. But I think a lot of the shit that he's saying, a lot of people are, are like, a lot of people who want to say a lot of things about certain subsets of people and certain things, they look at him as like the mouthpiece for them, for the people that quote unquote claim that they're being blunt. Like I think that he's kind of resonating with that crowd to some extent, but then everybody else is kind of just laughing along because they just like, yo, Boozy is wild, like. He just say whatever the hell you want to say. But at the end of the day, I just think that it's also mixed with other things. Like we're we're treating it as if it's just like a joke. But I think Boosie is also kind of not crying out for help. I'm not going that deep, but I think there's something more than there. You know what I'm saying? So I think that 
we're not paying attention to whatever is going on with Boosie. Instead, we're just laughing at him. And there's something deeper going on that needs to be kind of talked about. Because like you said, and like I keep saying, I just feel like he's just sticking his nose in shit that at this point it's like, yo, Boozy, shut up, bro. <laughs> like, like we know your stance on it. <laughs> yeah, like chill out, bro. Like it's not it's not that deep, son. Like you don't need to comment on everything. You don't need to comment on things that are gonna uh put you into in, in a serious jam that at some point you're gonna end up being like that the bad guy. So it's like relax, bro. Um but yeah. Um Meg the Stallion. So you called it to some extent the last time we spoke about Meg. But she kind of confirmed everything you said. So she was on live the other day. And on live, she basically was talking about how much she enjoys sex. And she needs to be with a nigga that can go four rounds. She don't want to be with no nigga that that can only go like two minutes or nothing like that. She she don't she don't mind uh, one round or whatever, but she wants four rounds. And she was drunk when she said it. So it wasn't like she was just placating to the camera or whatever. She was drunk on her live. You could hear her friends in the background telling her to get off her, her live and shit, telling her that's enough. Stop talking like that. And uh, yeah, bro. So she's claimed she don't want no nigga that can't go four rounds. People do say when people drink, the truth comes out. She could not probably not be lying. She probably was telling the truth. Probably was telling the truth. Now, I believe it. Four now, rounds this on my is, nigga? Now, four now this is the reality. What, right. I've, what I've been Let's reading is that at the age that we all three gentlemen are on this phone, this is when niggas start to experience erectile dysfunction. Can somebody can can, can somebody verify that? That that that's what I've been reading. Not not early thirties, bro. It's it's late late thirties, early forties. Late okay, thirties, well, early forties, and that depends on your. Well, sexual. well, now let me bring this on the podcast. So I've been speaking to a lot of my uh, poetry friends. A lot of them are women. They've been telling me a lot of niggas that's around our age and younger haven't been able to keep it up. I told her, in my honest opinion, that has everything to do with niggas' diet. My personal opinion, that has everything to it do does. with niggas' well, it, in not, body. Working out, I mean, it, do, it definitely does, but, but working out, less to do with it. Less to do with it, but, but more to do with alcohol. Especially if a nigga is in their 20s and they they're experiencing erectile dysfunction. Most of that is I think it is I think alcohol and smoking has a big part. To yeah, do most of sure. that is associated with drugs and 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 what you intake on that end of it. I it's it's very you should not be experiencing erectile dysfunction in your twenties. That like that shouldn't be a thing. I I do know that that's happened. I mean we've had we've had guests on the show talk about uh, henny dick and whiskey dick and shit like that. And a lot of times where people drink it everybody forgets that alcohol is a depressor it's a depressant it it lowers functioning in your brain so at times it can lead to other parts of your body not working the way you anticipate it to work same thing with with drugs certain drugs because it gets you out of your mind you're not able to control your body the way your body normally functions Mm. so and i i will say bro like in the past, if I drink heavily, bro, if I get drunk, I cannot fuck. 
This is this is for me. I'm not a get drunk for me. It depends. Nigga. It, it depends. That's not me. Henny, Henny really might increase my me to mind. Fuck can't Henny focus. My mind can't focus like that when I'm drunk. You feel me? So when I'm drunk, my mindset isn't on fucking. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like my mindset isn't set towards trying to go pipe this pussy down. Like that's not my mindset when I'm drunk. And I think for a lot of people it varies. And I think it also depends on how often you spank your meat mm, too, bro. You that spank is your meat uh, too much. That is, you know, when you when you put that condom on, it I was don't just feel about the same. to say. Sensitivity uh, gets lost. Masturbating yeah, that, that, could definitely that fuck your shit too. up. Yeah, masturbating could fuck your shit up. Facts. M- masturbating for some people, um, going raw too. If you go raw often, uh, when you put a condom on, for some people, like like you said, the same. It's the same concept. It doesn't feel the same. One hundred percent fact for mm, me, my yeah. friend. Yeah, it don't feel the same. So it's harder for people to keep it. You know, keep it up or whatever it is. Um, now, now diet starts to play more of a factor the older you get, but even, even so, remember, like keeping it up is about blood rushing to the penis. So I was about to say that most of that, most of that has to do with, with whatever turns you on and whatever makes that process happen. And a lot of people like to associate everything with being healthy, which it it's all tied in. I'm not downplaying that, but it has less to do with that and more to do with like the way you you kind of maintain yourself and, and what you're putting in your body in terms of like the things that you're not supposed to the things that we think help us sometimes hurt us like a lot of people think alcohol helps them fuck and most of the science at least it really does most of the science says I, that it doesn't some people is different for men for men not at all. I don't think it works for men at all. For women, it's a different story. But for men, not at all. And I will say a lot of it comes down to where a healthy body plays a difference is, is endurance and stamina. Now, that, of course, if you're in excellent shape, you could go. Your endurance will make you go a couple of rounds because you have the energy to accomplish that. You might not last as long because lasting as long is a, is a unique nigga to nigga situation. <laughs> However, nigga to nigga. However, endurance and stamina is completely dependent on how you know good of a shape you're in. I think you definitely For sure. I will not. A hundred percent, you fuck better when you're in shape. I I agree, a hundred percent with that. Mm. Like, can I wait to post? Like, this if video you're working out, 8th? oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> when you're working out, you definitely are in a position where one, like, I I don't know about y'all niggas, but when I'm not feeling like I'm in shape, it's sometimes you kind of like, yo, when is this shit over? Like, I feel like I'm about to die. Like, this shit, <laughs> this shit gotta end, my nigga. Like. But I don't know about all that. When man, I'm man. when I'm in shape, when I'm in shape and I'm and I'm good, well, y'all got less to worry about than me. I I could get a fucking sickle cell attack. So I'm like, yo, my nigga, this this needs to go. But when when I'm when I'm in shape, I'm like, yo, what's good? Like we could, oh what's up? God. You know what I'm saying? So. That's for me personally. That's the only difference is like, oh my, God. I'll be ready for this shit to end if I'm not in shape. 
But uh, I ain't gonna hold you as as a as a as a big nigga myself. Personally, what I will say is endurance has a big part to do with it in terms of if we're fucking and we're fucking like wild horses for 22 minutes, my nigga, or 30 minutes. At a certain point, you're exhausted. <laughs> you're tired. And as you start to get tired, your dick won't stay up if you're tired, my nigga. Like, this is just the hard facts. <laughs> nigga, you don't want... To me, for me, is I don't want my dick up. I mean, I've never had... I have never had an erectile dysfunction situation. I have never, ever, ever dealt with a time I couldn't get it up. I've had but that before. That's me. I've had that before. I... I I know niggas. I know niggas have experienced. Nah, I had it. Uh, I know niggas have experienced. I had it last year actually for the first time in my life, and I was actually scared to death. And the person I was fucking, she was like, "Oh, this has happened before with other guys that's older than you." And I was like, "She was like, what did you do today?" And I was like, "I feel like I was like, I was overly excited because this was somebody I haven't smashed in a long ass time." And then that particular day I was, but wait you couldn't get it up because you were overly excited or you just bust quit no no no, no those no, are two different things no 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 we had sex and then we went the first round and normally i can get it up for the second round within the first like five ten minutes you know what i mean drink some water play around that shit didn't happen on for a, a good like 45 minutes i was like what the fuck she was like what did you do i was like this week i was working out like crazy and I was like, I was overly excited. I really was. And then she was like, I think that's what happened to you. She's like, and has this ever happened to you? I was like, never, never. So there's, there's a couple of things because we, we spoke about a lot of different things right now. We got to kind of, we all have these different perspectives. It's hilarious. So, all right. Well, sometimes working out can do the opposite. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes working out, you know, like sustained working out puts you in shape. And that can help your stamina and all of that to some extent. But like you said, sometimes working out before you go into sex can actually make you like kind of not want to. I think that's what happened because I, your body. I, yeah, is, I feel like I overworked my body, son. That shit was crazy to me. Like, yeah, your body is exhausted and your body's not trying to heal that shit. Like, man, <laughs> like dick, your dick is the only one so volunteering. I know for me, if, if I'm exhausted, it's a dub, 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 dub. <laughs> or if I'm tired. I am not doing snot up a potato, my friend. Now, in, ain't nothing going down if I'm exhausted. In terms of putting stuff However, in your, I think. Um, in, let me get this point real mm-hmm. quick. In terms of putting stuff in your body, there are of course aphrodisiacs, and then there are other foods that help with blood flow. Now, those things definitely can help you fuck better. Like I, like if you have folic acid in your system and iron and things that kind of help. The blood yep. circulate through your body and and all those type of things. Then yeah, definitely. Now going straight one dietary plan or not? Not necessarily because contrary to popular belief, a lot of vegan diets are deficient in nutrients and certain nutrients. Not saying that they're bad or 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 anything like that. But you have to supplement that nutrients that you're missing. And one of those key nutrients is vitamin D. A lot of vitamin D we get from animal products. So I have a friend who's vegan and she went through that. She she went through that very thing. She was vegan for two years. She went to the doctor. They told her she was super low in vitamin D and it had to do everything with her diet. And they were giving her vitamin D pills 
or they said your other option is that you will need to take in some form of an animal product because that's where we get a lot of vitamin D from minus, you know, going out into the sun and stuff like that. But the amount that you need to, quote unquote, be in a healthy level. Um, so a lot of these diets, not not just vegan, but uh, all the different types of cut your carbs, cut this, cut that. They cut certain nutrients like protein and things like that. And all those things also kind of help in terms of keeping it up. So like it's about what specifically you're putting in that's going to help that blood flow process as well. Um, and then the, yeah, man. And then the, you know how we Caribbean folk do it, bro. Seaweed. The other thing I was gonna the other thing I was gonna say is performance anxiety might be the only reason why I see a young nigga getting uh fucking erectile dysfunction, and that that can happen a lot. Like I've never had performance anxiety that made it so I couldn't get it up. But I've had performance anxiety where it was like, oh, this this happened mad quick. My bad. <laughs> but round two might be different. <laughs> but round one. Round two is yeah, always, that, round two is always my, 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 my best round, by the way. For all the ladies that's listening. Round two is always my best round, ladies. That's listening. Round two is definitely my round. Round one is up and down. Especially if it's the first time. Round one, I don't if know. If it's the first time. <laughs> if, if it's the first time, I'm really going to like... Just missionary the shit out of her, cause if I once I give a shorty back shots, it's it, it's hard for me to to really stay in there for more than like two seconds. I might bust a nut in the ass. Yeah, bro. <laughs> if I really if, if I've been if I've been looking at you for a minute, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm surprised when if I, I'm like, oh shit, this is actually happening right now. And so that sometimes I think that adds to. I'm keeping it a stack. I'm really fucking that this girl. performance she anxiety. Me. She dubbed me for five years. I'm really about to fuck her jibs up. Wow. I'm really about to bust her shit. Wow. That's a fact, though, son. <laughs> sometimes it's not even about the dub, though, but sometimes it's kind of like, oh, wait. You sure? <laughs> like, this this happening right now? All right, cool. Say that. Nah, sometimes All I feel right. like it's we, like we a, about to see. a low-key insecure thing, like, you can't believe you fucking shorty because shorty was either playing around but then honestly bro i turned into a savage i'm about to say something i've never said to any chick that i smashed but we're about to hear it here first live on the podcast you guys ready <laughs> i don't know if i'm ready okay. i'm not ready for anything you do sir <laughs> <laughs> All right. if a chick is fronting on the punani brothers the moment shorty says give me back shots I try to kill Shorty, like, word, my whole, like, she don't even see my face. My face turned into a savage. I'm like, you're going to die, dog. Because you wild out. You 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 waited mad, like, you like you tried to play me. Now I'm about to just bust your shit open. Facts. About the wild light on you. That's it, man. I don't like back shots, bro. Back shots are dangerous work. Back shots is the type of shit that make you go to jail. Listen, I ain't... I ain't with that shit, bro. That gets people pregnant. I am straight, so. Y'all try to limit that shot as much as possible. I'm fucking dead. Try to limit the exposure to that, bro. Shits. Listen, man. The 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 stroke to nut the, the stroke to nut ratio is too low. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with y'all niggas, man? 
<laughs> Welcome to Dad Hustling Bow Ties. This has been another episode. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I turned into a real savage. Le- this nigga X be on some fucking. Don't worry. It's going to be all right behind the back. Nah, nigga. X, you saw my face when I'm doing it behind the back, bro. You saw my face, man. You know what time it is. Uh, nigga, you don't know what I do behind the back. <laughs> Chill. Pause. First of all, my nigga, I don't even like how you said that, man. X know what I'm talking you about. You saw my face. X know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know about. what you're talking about, <laughs> sir. Listen, we're not having round two of that dumbass conversation from last week. We're not doing that. <laughs> we are not doing that. Six nine. Six nine. That's not what you saw me do, but so, okay. <laughs> so Akon Akon says we shouldn't be mad at six nine for what he did for snitching. Wait, who? How y'all feel? Who said that? Akon. Akon, nigga, you was in jail. What Akon. are you talking about, bro? You made a whole record. I'm locked up. No, what? Akon's bugging. He he he, he clarified his comments by saying, uh, 6 9 is a young kid, and it was for his OGs to take that bullet for him and to teach him the game, not get upset with him regarding um, snitching because he wasn't built for that life, and they all knew that from jump. So... I know you. We we hear about the six nine. What what's y'all take on this whole situation? I'm gonna let D Flo go first, cause boy, this nigga. Wow, this nigga Akon of all people. You was in jail, bro. Wow. I mean, listen. I have no ill will towards six nine. I think he made a decision that benefited him. I don't know why we're so surprised by it. At the end of the day, he said what he said correctly. You pulled the nigga into this lifestyle that you know wasn't built for it. You know he wasn't about that life. I don't know what result they thought would have happened, especially once he figured out that y'all niggas was skimming off the top. So at the end of the day, I don't blame Signal for what he did. I think he made a decision that he thought was going to benefit him. He has no loyalty to them niggas, so I don't know why they expected him to do that. So, And at the end of the day, I would keep it a buck. I probably would have done the same thing, my nigga. Like, it's my life or your life. At the end of the day, if we're not, if we're, if you're not my man's from from back way when, especially if I found out you betrayed me to begin with, then honestly, you know, I'm not taking a rap for you when you never had my best interest to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'll do what I got to do to protect myself. Especially if I feel like all I have is myself. He was already beefing with them niggas before they even went to trial. So um I don't know what they thought was gonna happen. I feel too pronged about it. This is this is how I feel. I don't I don't fault six nine for snitching, but that doesn't mean I have to like him either. And what I mean by that is to me. We have to stop hiding behind niggas being little kids when they're 18, 19, 20. Yes, they're still young and developing, but you're not an idiot. You know right from wrong. You know left from right. You know up from down. So when niggas give niggas a pass because they're young like that, I'm like, part of me don't want to hear that bullshit. Like for me, in his circumstance, I understand 100% why he did what he did. But my my rebuttal to that is you knew the life that you decided you wanted to portray and you wanted to, quote unquote, live up into the days 
where that life no longer benefited you. So it's almost the same conversation in line with appropriation and shit like that. You appropriated this rap culture up until the point where it didn't benefit you. And then you were completely different from what rap culture would <clears throat> suggest you do in said situation. And I just I just can't respect him as a person because of that. Do I understand what he did? And in lieu of how everything went down, do I like kind of see and, and empathize to some extent? Yeah, I get it. Like, like you, everything you said, Flo, is 100% true. No loyalty to these niggas. Um... And all of that. And on the on the gang side of it, that's that's what they get for being money hungry. That's what they get for not vetting a person and telling them that they getting all this gang shit and getting the gang loyalty and getting the gang this and that and the third and not he the person's not really a gang member or they're not really doing this, that and the, for the gang. So that's what they get as the gang. And I'm not like ever going to empathize with 6ix9ine as a person because especially after listening to the podcast, that's, that was about the whole situation and how it went down and understanding kind of how 6ix9ine moves. Everything is about him and how it benefits him. And he manipulates stories. He manipulates situations. And even now he's out there. You, you, you're, you're free because of the coronavirus. And the first thing you do is you go into everybody's fucking post and you write, um, you you better not do this or I'm going to snitch on you. Or, oh, that's crazy. I'm about to snitch on that. So now you're trying to, I guess, own the narrative and get back out there. But it's like, yo, people's lives are forever changed because of your stupid shit. <clears throat> and you, act, he, you actually put hits out. So when it was beneficial for you to, to tell niggas, Yo, go shoot at X, Y, and Z, or to try and pay niggas off. Yo, I'll pay you ten bands to go shoot at Chief Keith, or I'll pay you ten bands to go shoot at niggas in the middle of fucking Manhattan. It was okay, it was cool, but the moment you get caught up, now it's oh nah, it's not okay. Um, I don't fuck with these niggas, and so you know I kind of have the right to snitch. Nah, you you was calling shots to shoot to shoot and kill niggas before, so that's kind of my only piece about it, like. On on the flip side, it's like, yeah, damn, he stopped fucking with them at the end. And then it's not a family situation where it's kind of like you can't get rid of your family. So you kind of just figure out different ways to handle it. He was never family with them niggas because they never properly, quote unquote, introduced him to the gang. And so he's moving more like it was a business split. Like, all right, well, we split in business and it wasn't a good split. So fuck you. And y'all clearly saying, fuck me, so this is what we're going to do. And that's really, I think, the difference between how it went down with him and how it typically goes down with other people. Other people look at it as a family shit. All right, me and my family beefing right now, but shit going to be right. He looked at it like a business transaction, and this business transaction is no longer in play, so I'm for self now. So, like I said, I don't fault him for snitching, but I don't have to like him as a as a person. Not to say I don't I don't like his personality. I don't know the nigga. But I don't like the way he moved at the end of it at all. Distinguish? Uh me personally, um I think that on a music level, 
this is gonna fuck with everyone's morals, especially niggas who are saying right now, like, fuck 6ix9ine, like, niggas like Noriega and shit, like, fuck 6ix9ine, because he's said this on his podcast already, Drink Champs, he's definitely said that. Um, and other people who believe that, you know, also people like Mano, I think people like Envy, um, who, who have already said, you know, when the music start dropping or whatever, they're gonna be looking at other niggas who gravitate towards him that are in the music industry funny. Is it to be expected? Yes. At the same time, just like other people have said on their platforms, in terms of code ethics and street morals, all of that shit is out the window. It's 2020. Cameron was actually talking about this on Hot 97 uh, a few months back. All of that street etiquette shit, all of that's dead. 6ix9ine changed the game on that forever. That, that's different. Because now when people like him go to jail, um, they, they, will, they will have something to look forward to if they actually come back out. Because just like I'm casting over said, nobody's going to kill somebody who's working with the feds. Nobody's going to touch 6ix9ine. So whoever out there listening thinks that's going to happen, unless you're trying to go to jail for a very long time, nobody's touching 6ix9ine. In terms of, um, in terms of the streets and you know what he was doing with the Bloods or allegedly have been doing with the Bloods, I feel like uh, OG's quote-unquote catching the rap for what he did. I think that's a cop-out. Because even the OGs know that what they've been doing in the community since Bloods was even a, a situation was fucked up to begin with. Because Bloods and Crips and certain other various gang member organizations were not set up to be killing one another. It was set up to protect and build the community. That's not what the fuck these niggas have been doing for the last 30-something years. That's not what has been happening. So that, that's a cop-out to me. Like, they should be taking an eye. He did what he did. He had common sense, like you said. Niggas know what time it is on that end. I just think on the music end and everything else that's going to happen, it's going to challenge everybody's morale because if the nigga drop a record right now and you're a street nigga and the record is fire, you got to choose. Am I going to listen to this R. Kelly Poison or am I going to be like, now fuck that. He did what he did to those girls. You might listen to that R. Kelly Poison, bro. You might, you might, you might bump your head like, damn, I don't want to like this record, but I like this record. I don't know, bro, because I, I I agree for the most part, but I do see like when a six nine record comes on, niggas will will either straight walk up to the DJ and tell a nigga to change that shit, or niggas will start booing. I bet I've been in parties where niggas would just start booing as soon as six nine is played. I, yeah, yeah, I've done. Yeah, niggas will yeah. dead be like definitely been there for that. Be <laughs> like, yo, turn that shit off. I've seen street niggas be like, yo, turn that shit off. Mm. And the DJ be like, okay, sir, mm, whatever mm. you, whatever you <laughs> okay, want. Okay, mister. <laughs> like, like, so I think, I think it's a double-edged sword. And I, I don't think that, I don't want to give 6ix9ine the credit for, for fucking changing the game. I think he is kind of like Donald Trump in the sense of all this shit was lingering already. The young niggas is already moving in a different way than other people have moved in the past. He's just the symbol of all of that out in the open because young niggas Ben didn't have morals. Young niggas been doing dumb shit that older generations are looking at and being like, are y'all niggas for real? Like with this bullshit. But this nigga is kind of like the epitome, the epitome of all of that in one person. Like he just, he did the shit out in the open shit that we've been seeing on the low, I guess in the common space for a long time, this nigga did on a national stage. And it was like, oh shit, this nigga really gonna get away with this. And nobody seems to be able to do anything about it. So I think that that's kind of what was going on with, with this nigga. But I, I, I agree with everything else. Like, I don't know, man. Six, the, the nigga, 
like I like I said a while ago, but you know, no one ever heard because of episode didn't go out. The nigga has a ten million dollar contract. Yeah, it's going down. I think for two to three albums or some shit like that. Yeah, it's that. going down. That label will will make sure he has a hit. Of course, the first song that comes out. Of course, they're gonna make because if that shit flop, then he's done. Every single he's done that the he's record done, pushes done. behind six nine. First of all, whether they quote unquote flops or not, the pe- like yo, there's people that still support him. It ain't flopping, bro. Yeah, it ain't flopping, brother. He got mad fans still. It ain't flopping. Nah, it has the ability to flop. It it has the ability. It has to flop. it it has it, it, it has the ability to flop. I don't think it's gonna flop. I think he has a 50-50 chance of 50, coming out 50, with a, really, bro. A That's what you're giving him. Hell yeah, he don't have more than 50-50 in my in my opinion. Because if if the record comes out and it's not hitting. We first of all, we don't know what creative space he's in after not fucking with the six nine with the fucking Treyway Bloods. Right. We don't know how many of them niggas was in the studio helping him out with some of the shit that he was saying. True, true. And true. because he can't part of it, part of his his clout was screaming out Treyway too. Cause that shit sounded fire on tracks. True. So what the fuck is this nigga gonna scream now? We know you not a street nigga. We know you not fucking with the gang. You got no gang affiliation to you. So I need to see what he really can rap about that is going to make niggas relate to it and if it's going to sound dope. Now, I think the label's going to do every fucking thing possible Mm -hmm. to give him the best beat, to try and get him whatever feature they could possibly put, which I don't know how many features are going to willingly jump on his shit. He might be able to get, he might be able to get somebody through, through a label connection or something like that, but... I don't know if a Nicki Minaj is jumping on his shit immediately. I don't know if I know he had a, a lot of tracks or he had a track with A Boogie. I don't know if A Boogie is jumping on his shit immediately. A Boogie. Like, I don't know how many a, artists are willing. Didn't A Boogie remove his verse? No, no, no. A Boogie had removed uh, Kodak's verse. Somebody removed Kodak's shit from their shit after Kodak got locked up and said what he said about women. And they was like, oh, nah, he can't have it. So, yeah. That, yeah, that happened before. Yeah. I can't remember the artist yeah. either, but. I don't know how many niggas are just going to be willing to jump on this nigga's track as soon as he starts making music. Now, there might be someone who does. They might Kanye might... You know how Kanye is. Kanye likes to go Kanye's gonna right forgive him. go left. Yeah, Kanye's going to forgive him and do a record with him. So, yeah, Kanye, Kanye could be the one to bless his track and make it so that people try to listen to it or and whatever. And the track probably is going to be the fire. track is a banger... Yeah, if the track is a banger, I think 6 9 will be will be all right. If the, if the track is a flop, if he can't... If he can't come out with some hot, catchy shit right out the gate, I think we're going to... 6 9 is going to fade out. Someone new is going to take that spot. 6 9 is going to have so, a, a, a great summer, in my opinion. He's gonna they, they're, so they're probably already building an in-house studio as I speak, and that's just going to be up and running in no time. He's going to have probably brand new producers and production, shit that we've, you know, producers and names we've never heard. And... We're going to see some people that we are not thinking of right now that are probably some of our favorite artists. We love their singles, their jingles. They're going to have the same mindset like niggas that have worked with R. Kelly, knowing that he put that sex tape out years ago. They're still going to do records with him. Still going to do records with 6 9 That's my opinion. It's still going to happen. Somebody's going to do it that we're least expecting. They're going to do it. It's possible. It's possible. I don't. I, I personally can't see what artist is willing to besides a Kanye West or someone like that. I don't think any... I, it, it's political at this point. 
It's not even about the music or talent or anything else. It's who's willing to take that political bullet. Somebody might be able to, someone might be willing to do it just to make a statement, just to be like, fuck it. Like we going to make, like the label might be able to pay someone enough or pull enough strings to get a nigga to, to put their career on the line to do that. Cause that's a gamble too. Um, but like I said, I, I think the label is going to do everything in their power to get him the, the dopest beat, to get him um, some dope people in the room to help him put out a song. And I think they're going to try their hardest to give him a banger. Whether that shit hits or not, it really <laughs> depends on how it's delivered and mm-hmm. the content, I think. Right. I think people are going to be more cr- critical of what 6 9 puts out. Mm. And that's what's going to lead to it being a 50-50 chance. Mm. It's not going to be like before where he could just rap about anything and niggas knew he wasn't really doing that shit and niggas just gave him a pass. Right. If this nigga's sitting here talking about running around shooting niggas, niggas is going to be like, they're going to be jump people. Are, there's going to be people waiting in the wings, jumping on every lyric this nigga got to say just to call him a fraud and this, that, and that. But that might also boost whatever bullshit he's doing, to be honest. Some people might might see it and, and use that as... Listen... I'll tell y'all like this, right? The reason why I say Kakashi is still going to blow up, bro, he might not be hot in New York no more, son. But there's an entire world out there, son. And the label, we're just factoring this city, this state. Kakashi's going to pop, and Kakashi's going to do very well in the Midwest. He's going to do very well out West. He's going to do really well internationally. And oh yeah, internationally, he's definitely first. That's first of all, he's coming out with two albums, bro. One English and one Spanish. That Spanish album is probably going to do crazy numbers, crazy so, numbers. In New York, he's probably going to be a dub, 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 dub. But outside of New York, he's going to be good. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Only time will tell. I think. I think gang culture is prevalent in in the West Coast, and I, I think a lot of What's hot is made up from what niggas in Atlanta, New York, and L.A. say is what's hot. So, yeah, it's a dub in, in New York. I also think it's a dub in L.A. I don't know how Atlanta's going to gonna deal with it, but I, I kind of feel like Atlanta might dub him as well. Um, but at the end of the day, we definitely will see. Um, I don't, like I said, I can't fully close the door on a nigga, but I, um, I also see there being a possibility that if the song is not hot, like what he had going for him before that made him a hundred percent almost every time, or at least ninety percent every time, is for whatever reason the nigga always dropped a hot track. And niggas wasn't scrutinizing the track because it was just hot. He don't have that luxury anymore of the non scrutiny. So I I feel like people are gonna be looking that's just so many changes in a short period of time. I don't know many artists that change up all their producers, change up all the niggas in a circle, change up all the niggas they was hanging with change up their lyrics that can do as well as they did when they originally came out. Mm. So on the talent end of it, I, I, that's the only thing that I really see potentially holding him back. But I agree with y'all definitely in the sense of the label is going to do everything, everything, everything possible to make sure that that nigga pops. And we'll, we'll I guess we'll see how that translates in the streets. Yeah, we'll just see how it pans out. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Anybody saw Insecure? No, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have cable, 
No, yeah, I, I, I ain't, ain't got cable right this second. Yeah. Copy. You don't have the HBO app? Nigga, I got too much apps, bro. Fuck these apps. I, I, I just canceled the YouTube I premium I, shit yesterday. I was like, fuck that. Oh, nah, that wasn't... Yeah, that ain't bad. <laughs> um, right. they, I think they have episode one on YouTube, too. Oh, they so do? Okay, say that. I saw that the other day. That. Yeah. I saw it said full episode. I didn't click on it, but I think they have the full episode on YouTube. Nice. Um, what was your take on That might have something to do with the pandemic or whatever. Huh? I said, what was your take on it? I do like, though, how um, how they've been branding it. I don't know if you've know A lot of shows have taken this pandemic, and their slogan game is on point. First of all, the slogan for branding this season of um, Insecure is, um, we know you miss your crew, so come back and chill with ours. I'm like, get the fuck. These niggas got it. Who's working mm. in them offices at HBO, bro? They got it. Mm. <laughs> I can't. I can't front on. That. I can't knock yeah. that one. I'm I like, ooh, that, that is. Woo. Okay. Nah, that one. That should I? I'm gonna do like a full in-depth uh, review of it. But my overall take is, for me, it was a is it was a, about a three out of five. Oh wow! Um, wow. Yeah, for me. My without giving anything away, my take on it is kind of like for it to have taken a year off. I was expecting for there to be some reinvigoration to the show, and maybe some different a different retelling. Or when they came back, it would it would feel like the energy would feel a little different, but. The show basically picks right back up where they left off. And if I'm remembering correctly, the way they, they kind of ended uh, ended the series last time was that everybody was kind of good, except for like her and Amanda Seals' character. Yeah, her and Amanda Seals' character was, was kinda, not on par. Right, but everybody <laughs> was kind of like in decent spaces in their life. Like, that's kind of how they ended season three, where, like, they didn't really have to come back for another season if they didn't want to, if I'm remembering correctly, because Issa had her own apartment. She was, you know, making a little bit of bread, able to sustain herself. She just didn't get, she, and she was working on the block party, and it was like, she found her own path. She Her path was, she didn't need to work for anybody. She was working for herself. Fuck, and I love and that. And you had Molly on her on her situation. And then Lawrence had, you know, got introduced back in, but, you know, was doing his own thing. So it was kind of like everybody was in like this calm space or whatever. Um, And so the way season four kind of opens up, it kind of makes things. It it feels like they doing the same uh, switch and bait that they did when they claimed Lawrence wasn't going to be in the season. Mm So it feels like they're doing that same kind of play where they throw some bombshell out there and then it's kind of like you're supposed to be shocked by it and be like interested. But for me, it kind of just did the opposite because I'm like, y'all did this already. Y'all lied to us and told us Lawrence wasn't going to be in the season. And then the nigga pops up. I mean, technically he wasn't in the season, but then the nigga pops up at the end. So y'all made it seem like that nigga was not, may not even have a future with Insecure, and then y'all use him as like the surprise ending. So now y'all kind of doing something similar, 
Um, not exactly, but something similar. And you kind of want us to, I guess, go along with it a second time. So it just felt like a little, little bit of lackluster writing, in my opinion. But um, I'm still interested in seeing how the rest of the season pans out. It has not changed my opinion about Insecure. It's still a dope show. Um, it's just not as... It didn't like capture me with what I think the story plot is about to be. Now, the, the jokes were 100% on point. Jokes was crazy. Like, that shit had me laughing out loud while watching it. So that's my overall take. I'm, I'm going to end up checking it out for sure. I mean, I have the HBO app right now because I'm... I am binge. Re- I'm rewatching Game of Thrones at the moment, but um, I'm gonna end up watching it at some point, probably this weekend. I'm gonna watch episode one and two as it comes out Sunday, and I'm gonna check it out. Definitely a watch and see what's going on. Yeah, definitely something to watch for sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check it out for sure. Elizabeth Warren supports Joe Biden. Um, I don't know if you guys have any reactions to that. No, and I saw um, I saw Bernie also endorsed them as well. Yeah, Bernie endorsed endorsed them. I mean, at this point, they, this is is protocol. Everybody has to get behind the candidate. The one thing I will say is I pretty much is Bernie Bernie supporters gotta politically grow up. Like Bernie supporters are so fucking stuck on their candidate. It is kind of crazy at times. Like, at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders decided to drop out the race. And I've seen uh, some Bernie supporters saying, well, now they they guess either one, they're not going to vote, or they might just, uh, they, they don't want to vote for Biden. And it's like, but y'all been <coughs> complaining about this nigga Trump for ages, and now everything is just set in stone. It is what it is. Whether your candidate made it or not, I understand that that can be like upsetting, but now you just got to do what you got to do. And I'm sorry, but Biden is not the devil. I'm not saying Trump is, but these niggas be making Biden out to be the worst nigga ever. And it's like, nah, but he's still better than the person in the White House. So at the end of the day, my my thing is just like, you don't got to you don't got to take it and shut up. But I just feel like if it was reversed, if Biden didn't make it, I feel like Biden supporters would get behind Bernie. They wouldn't like it, but they would get behind a nigga. They wouldn't say they're not voting or fuck this or fuck that. So I just feel like in in that sense, that Bernie supporters got to kind of be a little bit more politically savvy. Um, That's my only take on that. Um. Kanye West says he is the rap version of Kobe. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't even. That. I don't even know if we should even talk I, about this. He so he was he was it. I forgot the reason why he said it, but basically what he was saying was that um, if you look at the hierarchy of the rap game, you would guess say Jay Z is Michael Jordan. And then next in line, who kind of mimicked Michael Jordan's style, but became their own person, would be Kobe. And Kanye says that he's basically Kobe in the rap game. I still can't see it. He's the rap version of it. I still can't see it. Yeah, I can't see it. 
I see it. I see the comparison. I just I just think that the timing is kind of weird. The timing is weird. Kanye, um, you are considered right now a gospel artist. You don't curse in none of your music no more. You don't curse in interviews no more. And it actually sounds like your antics have kind of calmed the fuck down. Like you, I think you're in a good place with Jesus Christ. Stay there. Don't ever come out of that space. Ever. Stay, stay right there. Well, except for the fact that he's now making... See, I liked when Kanye was just chilling and doing his own thing and not saying much. But now the nigga is out here talking about how he's going to vote for Trump again. Wait, what? And nobody can change. Yep, yeah, he's out in the oh media uh, making it very known that he's he's about to vote for Trump <sighs> and that nobody should be trying to change his mind and that do to um, else, his ancestors fought for him to have a right to pick whoever he wants to be in the White I House. I hear that part. And that's, um, all, that's this, all I hear. All, all this I mean, other you shit. have to look at it from this point of view, son. What has Kanye been struggling during the Trump no. administration? No, absolutely not. <laughs> not by a long shot. So is he wrong for saying that he's going to support Trump because he feels like as if doing the Trump administration, he's been able to bounce back and thrive? No, I don't think he's wrong. I don't. I think I don't think I think that's a false correlation, though. I don't I don't think that he's basing it off of whether he was thriving through Trump or not. I think <clears throat> it has a lot to do with Obama and him had a quote unquote falling out. It wasn't a real falling out, but I think he considers it a falling out when Obama called him a jackass. He, he was acting like a jackass with Taylor Swift. And I don't think he ever recovered from that. That's, that's rough. To be honest. That's rough. And and um, I think that Trump has embraced him because Trump is that type of dude who is looking for celebrity clout. And Kanye gave him that. And I also think he's I mean, he's better now, but I don't I'm not blaming blame it on him being unwell. But I kind of just feel like it all happened at the same time. So even if he's better now within his new identity and his new, more sound psyche, Trump is a positive thing to him. So I just feel like he, you don't have to keep telling niggas who you're going to vote for. True. That's my thing. Yes. If you're going to vote for Trump, vote for Trump. Yeah. If you want to vote. I don't know why you have to keep going out in the media and telling niggas that you vote for If him. you want to vote for Mary Magdalene, nigga, by all means, nigga, vote for Mary Magdalene, bro. May the best prostitute win. Oh. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't support Trump. I don't rock with Trump, but. There's a lot of people who he has made a let's not act as if though he's not made positive impact on certain people. He's not a horrible president. He's made a lot of wacky pataki decisions, but in the overall grand scheme of things, he's not been a horrible president. Okay. So I think, I think it depends on mindset, what you're looking at. If you're looking at the economy and stuff like that, then yeah, he's definitely done some things that a lot of people would see as a benefit. I mean, unemployment and things like that were at very, very low places in America. Um, and obviously, if you were more on the wealthy side, you benefited from a lot of policies. Now, if you look at civil rights and, um, you know, immigration and any of those social <laughs> justice issues... He's damn near up there with some of the worst presidents. Mm. So I think, yeah, I think, I think it's that's a reality. I, I always say I think 
your president it always depends on what side of the of the of the of the coin you flip you drop on if you're if you're if you are uh up and coming small business or like you said if you're on the richer side of the fence you benefited during this 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 um particular presidency a lot of tax breaks were given a lot of policies were written in if you're a developer in this time frame you benefited a lot of people a lot of a lot of people benefited in this time frame but like you said on the on the unfortunately on the low income side of it and on the civil rights part of it and our 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 healthcare rights and stuff like that we took a L on those things so it all depends on what side of the economy you're on for you to see how this presidency benefited you yeah and i i think that like you said, he's not at at the very at the. It, if you look at any type of silver lining with Trump, he is at least somewhat comedic. You look at him, and he's also a, a he's also a civics fucking like he's a civics lesson. Under Trump, I feel like many people have either went back and reread the Constitution. Or looked at their laws, or looked at bylaws, or looked at what's going on in their, their own city or county, just to make sure that shit couldn't go left because of the wild shit that he said. So at the end of the day, I feel like a, a few people have gotten reengaged with what this fucking political system is actually about. Because a lot of people make a lot of assumptions and either take liberties for granted, but they're, they're not understanding that all this shit could flip. Like, all this shit could flip in a, in, a, in the drop of a hat. We just so yeah. happened that we have 43 presidents before this nigga that uh, 44 presidents before this nigga that were in line with what was considered to be presidential. And now we got agent yeah, and, and 45 who decided, and, nah, I'm not doing that. He's going to do his. And I think this is the ideal situation where politics should be left to politicians. This is the ideal situation, bro. Like, Trump is not a politician. He doesn't do things in a political manner. He does things that benefit that he sees to benefit him. And I think a lot of people go a lot of people there's a lot of people who support Trump because of this cuz they're like, "Oh, well, he's not a politician, so I'm not expecting him to do things from the political arena. That's why they don't like him." Right. Yeah, but it's also why it's called politics. You wouldn't hire someone to run your business that don't know shit about your business. Like, so why are we playing this this game where we have a nigga running our country that has no prior political experience? You would not hire a CEO of your company that was a baker. You're not doing that. <laughs> or you're not going to hire a CEO. You're not going to hire a CFO to run your fucking finances. And all his life, this nigga was a fucking, um, was a fucking... You're you're not sanitation worker. Like you're not gonna do. You're not gonna mix those two things. You want to hire someone that you feel is qualified for the job. You have, you at least want to hire somebody that has some form of knowledge about. I think what Trump see what happened is I think I think what Trump is is a lot of us want the person that's not in the political sphere because we feel like politics is corrupt, but is smart enough to run the government. Someone like Michael Bloomberg, even though he was a politician, he was um, a mayor, 
but someone who just isn't in the political sphere, like Bill Gates. I feel like I could see niggas uh, voting for Bill Gates. Not now, because everybody's trying to throw every conspiracy on Bill Gates. But I can see a figure like Bill Gates being who someone would want in the White House. Someone who has ran a big, huge corporation, but also kind of knows how to carry themselves. Donald Trump had this allure of, oh, well, he's a billionaire, which, you know, is still debatable, but, oh, he's a billionaire, but, um, but he's outside of the political sphere. But what people didn't realize is that he's not just a billionaire. He's a fucking, uh, he's a celebrity. Like, that's where his, his clout comes from. If you want to see white privilege in its truest essence, my friend, a hundred percent. You ain't, that's that's the best place to look, cause he oozes white privilege, bro. Just the way he speaks to the reporters gives you an ideal representation of I am privilege and what I say goes. Yeah, and y'all need to shut the hell up. Um, the distinguished. What's a tough knot? Tough knot. Um, I think. Um this time again this has been like said on the podcast we've like had side conversations about it i wrote a poem about it today shout out to it still being national poetry month we got 420 coming in a few more fucking days it just turned midnight we got three days to 420 anyways um i think this is an opportunity for people to get back to themselves, um to start to take their weight whether they want to lose or gain back into their hands I hope more people are understanding what their blood type is and they're feeding the right food to their blood type so that they can possibly live a longer lasting life. I hope more people are, again, like was was talked about early on the show, getting their immune system in order and understanding what immune boosters are and some of those foods that can get into their dietary plan and regiment. Um, I hope more people um, come out of this better off than they were when they were inside, even though I don't think that's going to be the reality. Um, but yeah, I, I I see a lot of downside to the quarantine, but I also feel like there is an upside. And I feel like more and more I've been looking at the upside because personally, you know, I'm not the richest person. I make minimum wage. I never get my stimulus check is uh, check yet. The moral of the story is I'm not allowing none of that shit to affect me because I don't let I don't allow things like this to affect me because I feel like some of us that have a New York mentality to the core, we don't allow shit like this to affect us. I'm one of those people. This shit is not affecting me. And I've taken risks that I probably shouldn't have taken and I still feel perfectly fine. Uh, What would dad say? Dad would say <clears throat> life goes on. I think um, this is a, a moment. I know that within three to five years, we're going to look back at this moment and we're going to laugh. We're going to sit there and act as if this is something funny, um, something hilarious. And I think that it's going to be a situation where we're going to find some solace in it. And we know, I, we know how Americans are. Americans, 
we bounce back from everything and we sit there and we turn everything into a big joke. facts. Um, we turn it into turn it into a something play, a song, funny. All of we, that. Yeah, a, a movie. This will be a movie. <laughs> um, all of that. So I think that this will definitely just be a moment in time that we'll all look back at and shit like Y2K. They had Y2K parties for the longest time after we realized that the shit wasn't going mm-hmm. down. So um, I think that they will. T- I already see it. Quarantine parties two years quarantine from parties now. Quarantine parties are going to be lit by the different way. Types of Those masks. are going to be lit by the way. <laughs> yeah, entrance is your mask. So, yeah, this is yeah. just. Yeah, you got you got to wear a mask, and and then you don't have to pay the right. entrance. I see the shit. Halloween is going to be Halloween is going to be retarded uh, this year. Oh my god. <laughs> Halloween is going to be a lot of zombie niggas and a lot of niggas dressed up in some weird shit. I already <laughs> see it. But yeah, this is a moment in time and life will resume. And um, I think like this thing we're set up. Well, if you are going through a hard time, you know, just make sure that you're doing everything that you can to keep yourself in the best mental space that you possibly can. Work out. Um, try to find some alone yeah. time. Sleep read, more. Journal. Like your your mind is very important to keep um, trained and to keep in contact. So uh, that's what Dad would say. This has been another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. Hopefully y'all niggas get this one. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we we tried a couple times, but um, and everybody's equipment is coming in, right? Everybody, my shit got delayed. Yeah. So. Yes. Shout out to Sweetwater. We giving y'all some free advertisement right here, but um, yeah, they dope. My shit is delayed. Um, supposed to show up today. Um, but it didn't. It didn't pop up, so I'm about to call a company I, I went through tomorrow to figure that out. But yeah, this has been another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. Peace.